Hey, K-Man, y'all already know we have the best wings at Popeye's. You made ghost pepper our top sellers, and then you did the same with sweet and spicy. Well, get your taste buds ready, because we are expanding our flavor range. We've added honey barbecue, roasted garlic parmesan, and signature hot. You can choose to sauce our mild wings, or the bravest of you can even sauce on top of our ghost pepper wings. The wing game is over. Five new flavors with K-Man's favorite chicken, only at Popeye's on Eastern Avenue. Sandra all the time is here with a cold heart true. She's the ears and the eyes for me and you. Every day, everyone want to hear from Sandra. And every time on the air, she's getting better. Tell your sister, tell your brother, tell your mama, call Sandra. In the morning and in the evening, they always calling, calling Sandra. And when they start fighting, they calling Sandra. That's right, folks. Everyone is telling their mama about the cold hard truth. Welcome to another episode with more truth telling, more problem solving, and of course, more tea spilling than ever before. Sit back, students, grab your tea, and turn up the volume because class is now in session. Call in at 936 2626 because your voice matters. Share your opinion on issues that matter the most to you. going on good morning everyone i was just saying happy monday notice that i had myself muted there <clears throat> how's everyone doing today all right doesn't look like they're ready yet let's pull them back out so let's go ahead and do roll call while we're waiting on the guys over at uh, 106 by the way don't forget we got taste of Cayman um coming up i'll talk a little bit more about that this morning um mark it in your calendar save the date Make sure you're not taking any vacation time around then because you do not want to miss Cayman's uh, number one food festival. Uh, we're going to recap the weekend. And, um, mm-hmm. okay, today's February. Good morning to Ms. Brenda and many others this morning. All right, let's go ahead and check in. I think they might be top news headlines of the day yep. from CMR. Good morning, hey. Sandy. Hey. How are you? Good morning, Jake and Aaron. How are you guys doing? We are good. It's uh, cloudy and rainy, so yeah, it's um, kind of gives you the blues on a Monday morning. Get on the road bit. early today. That's Ooh, for sure. Yeah, there you go. All yeah. right, what do you got for us, Sandy? Okay, so um, the weekend was. Uh, Relatively quiet, I feel like, but let's go over a couple of things. There's a man who passed away 
He was one convicted. He was once convicted for fraud in the Cayman Islands, and apparently, he a Jamaican gentleman um, was supposed to be deported back to Jamaica. He eventually migrated to the USA. Now, guess what? He continued to be a fraudster. So, Mr. Robert Christopher Gervan, 62 years old, is suspected to have now recently passed away um, by his own hands. He was convicted of a $19 million investment fraud back in 2010. Wow. In, in the Cayman Islands, yep. And he's moved to the U.S. and he was under investigation. It was reported um, just recently for another criminal investigation into continued um, schemes and scamming. Hmm. Such a sad situation. You don't really have to scam people. Yeah. Um, we've got vendors, beach vendors, who have been granted leave by the court to appeal the PLCs, that's the Public Land Commission's um, refusal to grant them an application for a vendor license. So this is going to get interesting. We have some uh, 34 vendors that were approved. However, and this is to use the Seven Mile Beach public area. However, there were a number of them who were issued cease and desist orders to vacate the property by February the 14th. So those individuals now believe that they have a right to also be approved. And so basically they're suing the Public Lands Commission. Hmm. Do we know what everyone wants to... I mean, it's like all over the place, to be honest, Aaron. Yeah, because I mean, that place used to look so good and now it's just littered with... And you know what? Not everybody... that are terrible. Yeah, and you know, I suspect not everybody can have a license. Like, you can't have five people no. doing chair rentals. Like, but that's just, all it like, is. It seems like it's just chair rentals all over the beach. Not mm-hmm. only that, they're using all the cabanas as where they, like, rent them out from. And that's where you can go and and you can reserve those. But, you know, they're already always take it, uh, taken by chair rental people or someone, you know. Yeah, they're supposed to be available for the public, right? We used to always rent for like birthday parties or you can anything. go and rent those. Still, you can right? still do that, but you're gonna go there and like every, you know, it's not. Vendors. Yeah, it's not like it used to be where it'd be like, oh, another family or another group of people are set up barbecue yeah. and I'm yeah. one next to you anymore. It's not so like they've, that. They've uh, yeah. they've squatted that uh, those uh, yeah, it's huts. A, it's unfortunately it's How not. You, the, yeah, it's, I know what you mean. The yeah, cabanas it's just horrible out there. It's not. It's not fun anymore to take your kids. Huh. And then they come up to you and want to sell you everything. And it's like, you know, it's just never been like that here before. I haven't been there in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. No bueno. No bueno. All right. So Royale Medical um, Local uh, Wellness Center has been hit by yet another lawsuit. Mm. So um, Vanguard Risk Solutions Limited has filed a lawsuit against a medical facility for default payments and a promissory note of over $29,000. And in addition to that, they're also being sued um, for rent. So, you know, we, we featured this company before. They've got multiple lawsuits against them now. And you know what is so funny is when we had the guy on the last time, we recommended that he throw in the towel and he was like not hearing us. I mean, it's unbelievable, really. All right. Final story of the day. Congratulations to um, young 15-year-old um, Ciara Broadbelt. She won a gold medal in the 16 uh, and over 200 meter fly at the Dubai Open Swimming Championship on Sunday. Yes, indeed. And she has a new personal best uh, record as well. And she also won a silver medal in the finals of the girls 16 and over fly open category at the same championship. So congratulations to this young lady. 
Um, she secured an incredible eight gold medals at the Krifta Championships last wow. year. Wow. Yep. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Making her the most successful uh, female gold medal winner in the history of the Cayman Islands at the Krifta game. So That's nice. Cool. She going to the Olympics? Do we know, uh, do we know, who, know. We send, who we're sending? It's not that long away. Yeah. Oh. I haven't heard yet. But in uh, July this year. It's yeah. pretty. Paris. Is, uh, ooh, la la. Yeah. The Summer Olympics. I'll go. I'll be a chaperone. <laughs> <laughs> right, like it's a big deal for me. I know. Cruise ship Olympics, Aaron. What do you mean? I like I, that. I want to. I want to chaperone somebody. Let me know. Yeah. yeah there you go. I'm up for All a parent right. trip. All right, guys. Right. Thank That's you, Sandy. Got for you. You guys have a beautiful day. You too. You too. See you later. I need a trip to Paris. Hello. I'm happy to chaperone a kid. All right, that would be fun. Roll call time. I feel like we need a drum roll. Toot, 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 toot. Well, let me see. Yeah, not a drum roll, but good enough. <laughs> good morning, Miss Barbara. Good morning to Miss Brenda. Siobhan is up nice and early this morning. Miss Sonia is here <clears throat> joining us as well. Uh, Ervelyn, Buenos Dias. Miss Dean, Stephen joining us in the UK. Robert, how are you? Like the profile picture, Robert. Siobhan says 62 years old. Yeah, we're going to talk about him. What a hot mess. Mm -mm. Everton, how are you? Damaris joining us from NYC. Oh, my gosh. Somebody sent me some photos a couple of days ago of New York. Woo, honey child. Do y'all see that snow? Um, It's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's it's. It's pretty to look at, but I do wonder um, whether or not, you know, you really want to be in that for, for a minute because then the snow turns into slushiness afterwards. But um, it, it's definitely beautiful. I mean, I got to admit, I was looking at it going, wow, that's so pretty. Everything is just blanketed with the nice fluffy snow. That's the snow that I like. Um. So, yes, uh, probably snowed in again in New York. Hopefully everybody is safe and, uh, you know, enjoying a little bit of the winter. Okay. So we got a lot to recap. We got our weekend recap segment, of course. So we're going to bring you guys up to speed. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I got the picture here. It almost looks like, um, well, this person has some cute little stuff in their garden. It looks like they... They leave out their garden decorations all year long. And you can see some of the colorful elements from like spring and summer. But it's definitely not spring or summer right now, honey, Jill. It's winter time. Mm -hmm. So check, check this out. Hold on. Hold on a second, honey. Hello to everybody in Radio Land as well. Look at this. Isn't this gorgeous? Ooh, so pretty. Like I said, once it once it starts to melt and stuff, like you know, you want to be inside anyway, by the fireplace, um, you know, having some hot chocolate with marshmallows on top, sort of thing. Yes. Good morning to Miss Olivia. Leroy's in the house. Mystic Floral. Good morning, Miss Dean. Says congrats to that young lady there, um, one of her Cayman swimmers that has. She's very, very um, talented and seems to work hard, most importantly, and continues to make us extremely proud. Very good. Uh, Siobhan says, that's my kind of weather. I wish I was there. 
mess. Uh, of course, when it's that cold, a lot of times that means no planes in and out of airports. People are stranded and everything. So you have to stay put. Morning, Paul. Brother Paul joining us from Bermuda. Miss Dawn is in the house. Aliano here from Windsor Park. Miss Daphne says that's not true. We do not use the cabanas. The illegal vendors do a lot of things that is going on out there is illegal vendors. Y'all need to see before you talk why instead of saying things, come and look for yourself. Well, I think she's talking about the legal vendors. I'm pretty sure that's what she meant. I mean, she doesn't know who has a license and who doesn't, but obviously uh, people have only now just been given a license. Um, so, I mean, that has been her experience. You can't speak to what her experience has been. If she's witnessed it, then she's witnessed it. Even if it was just once, it might've been enough of a deterrence for her not to go back to the beach. There has to be some real clear rules because I feel like what's going to happen at this beach is it's it has been a free-for-all. The last administration, um, the PPM, for years were not prepared to do anything about it because they were afraid of upsetting uh, some vendors. And I think as long as it's well-organized, you can have some vendors out there. The truth of the matter is you can't have everybody out there. And I think this is the point that the vendors are missing and some of them are, are, I suppose, going to be upset. You know, we need to know what the criteria is for getting approved, how approvals are done. Um, and you will always have people who don't get approved who are going to say, well, the reason why they weren't approved was because somebody was um, somebody was being biased. And so once the criteria, I think, is very, very clear, and you also accept that you can only have so many vendors, not everybody that wants to be out there can be out there. You know, um, and you have you need people out there who are professional, who know how to dress and how to, you know, um, potentially acquire clients without harassing people. The last people, the last thing people want is to be harassed on the beach. And some of y'all just don't have any good customer service skills. And so, you know, you think you're out there being a hustler and the um, tourists believe that you're harassing them. And it really puts a bad taste in people's mouths. Good morning to Miss Lucille. Patricia Blake in the house. Um, Siobhan says winter is her first season, then fall comes in second for my favorite season. Good morning to Miss Barbara Smith. How are you? We've got uh, Miss Dean says slipping and melting ice is not nice. Buenos dias to Miss Daisy. Miss Daisy, where are you this morning? Are you still in the UK? Are you in Spain or where are you? Shaka Zulu, good morning. She says, morning, Auntie Sandy and the CMR fam fam. Um, Dawn says, I love New York like now. Mm. Okay, honey, chill. Uh, I'm thinking that I need to do like a Colorado trip or something during the winter uh, just to see some snow and play in it for a minute um, and enjoy it. So anybody has good recommendations for like where to go for a nice snow lodge or something fun, maybe next Christmas even, do let me know. All right. You're in Canterbury, England. Nice. Canterbury. That's that's in one of those literature books. There was something that happened in one book that I read sometime in high school that was in Canterbury, England. Can't quite remember the book now, but the name stands out. Irvlin, you're in Canada. Girl, you're just traveling the world. Okay, so um, it was a nice weekend. Um, 
had a pretty good time. Oh, somebody sent me some pictures of Canada. Oh, look at this. Oh, it looks like that's turning into a little bit of slushiness, but hold on. We got some Canadian photos coming up and a video. Nice. Let me share this with her. Viewers here this morning, Buenos Dias. Hey, Chris K. How are you? Big shout out, big birthday shout out to uh, Mr. Raymond. Um, hold on one second. Let me just find this photo. Mr. Raymond Hides. Ray Hides had a birthday over the weekend. Hope that it was fantabulous. All right, here, honey, chill. Oh yes, look at look at what's going on in Canada. So this is a snowstorm. That's impacting people all over. Nice, nice. Um, oh, she says, no, you can go to Canada and Niagara Falls to the snow. Oh, okay. Well, here's Canada. This is, oh, Canada. Mm -hmm. Isn't that their national song or something? I don't know. Sounds like it could be. All right. So there's Canada. Somebody's there visiting, sending us that. And here's a little video footage. Mm-hmm. Nice. Huh. Okay. All right. I guess you can see that. What are those tracks? Are those deer tracks or human tracks? All right. That looks nice. Okay. Nice, nice. Can build myself a little snowman. So the weekend was good. Um, let me tell y'all what, what happened. So on Saturday, I went to the Alex Panton Foundation um, youth symposium. That's a mental health symposium that they have seventh annual one this year. And, um, I was able to stay until early afternoon. And then I had a birthday event on Saturday evening. I had to do some preparation for that. Finished making food, got up early in the morning, made brownies Saturday morning, made my little cake. Ooh, honey child. My, my mind was not really focused on the bakings. <laughs> I got to tell y'all, the cake almost was a complete disaster, but it still came out tasting kind of good. But listen, I was baking everything, checking my, I have to check my ingredient list because I will forget to put stuff in. And so I was going through it. I was checking it. Guess what I forgot to put in? Y'all are not going to believe this. Should we make this a trivia question? Make sure y'all awake this morning. Hold on. Let me get the, let me get the phone up and the phone lines up and running. Uh, I feel like the phone is... Well, it's at 100%. It's just still asleep. Hold on. You know these Samsung phones? They go into some kind of winter hibernation mode all the time. So if I can get this phone started, we can do a little trivia question and give you guys one of these beautiful Cayman mugs. Uh, let me see now. I don't know. These phones take forever. They're very... I prefer an iPhone. They seem very temperamental. Look at this. Falling asleep. Asleep at the wheel. Come on, phone, wake up. There we go. Finally, after all that time, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay, while that's restarting, oh, oh, let me tell you guys about my little visit at the ENT on Friday. So I had to go to the ENT Friday. I've been having this pain on the side of my, um, I thought it was my lymph nodes, on the side of my... Um, like the right side of my face. And so um, you guys know I had this flu head thing in uh, January. I had it again. I had it in December. It came back in January, which means that it never really left. Um, 
And so I was like, I need to figure out what's what's going on. So anyway, booked an appointment. Big shout out to Dr. Eki. Um, and so he found a few things. Um, okay, hold on. On this side, I think I have a deviated, what is it, a deviated septum? And then on this side, he saw extreme um, swelling, like the internal nostril or whatever. That's totally not the medical term, but you guys know what I mean. And so he thinks I might have some kind of allergies I'm dealing with. So we're going to do some allergy testing next week to kind of narrow down what the cause is. And in the meantime, he's giving me a little home regiment. Um, oh, yeah, I got to do my nasonex. I got to do... Oh, I forgot. So I'm supposed to do these drops and stuff like this. I think there's once a day. Yeah. So anyway, I got some I got some stuff I got to do. But you know what was most interesting? When he was... We were talking about um, what is this pain on the side of my head. Um, turns out it's not. Uh, it wasn't my. It wasn't my. Um, what did I just tell you? I thought it was. It wasn't that at all. Right. Which normally if you have like some sort of an infection or something, sometimes you feel your lymph nodes. And he was like feeling he's like, is it here? Or is it here? I'm like right there. And he said, oh, he's like, hmm. That's actually the so-and-so gland. I can't remember what the heck he said now. Some gland. And he's like, you need to drink more water. I was like, what? Yep, honey child. So here I am sipping on some water. Mm-hmm. So apparently he says that that gland, when you're not getting enough water, and this is something I'd struggle with drinking enough water, it like dries out or something. It'll cause pain. And so then he looked inside my mouth and he could see the gland apparently from the inside of your mouth. I was like, what the, what? That's why you go to the professionals on each other because they know what they're doing. So then he tells me, yeah, I can see this gland and um, you need to drink more water and you can also suck on. He's like, you need to produce more saliva. And he said, you can suck on some uh, lozenges, sugar-free lozenges, and that will help as well. But the number one thing is you got to drink more water. So here I am again, committing to the water challenge. Yes. I'm going to drink my water, honey chill. I'm going to do my best. Oh, it's so hard, but I, I got to do it. Listen, water is life, you know. Um, it's hard, though. It really is hard for me to drink water. I don't know how to explain it, except it's very, very hard. But listen, you know, not drinking water and being dehydrated um, can cause all sorts of things to go wrong, including this pain that I had no idea it could even be associated with that. So there you go. Can I be drinking more water? All right. Um, what ingredient did I forget? Qu trivia question of the day. What ingredient did I forget in my cake this weekend? Up for grabs is this beautiful, look at this. Yes, Cayman Islands tumbler. Is that what we're going to call it? Well, you can put your own water in it. And have your beverage of the day. All right, we got a caller who's gonna take a guess. Good morning, caller. This, this um, vanilla. 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 N nope. I remember the vanilla extract. Not that. Call in nine. Okay, okay honey. Nine three six two six two six. What ingredient did I forget in my cake? Ooh, honey, shell. Mm -mm -mm. I couldn't believe it myself. I was like, did I put this in or didn't I put this in? Aye, aye, aye. And you know how when you're putting it in the oven, you're like, you know the consistency is off? Like you're stirring it and something is missing? Let's see. Good morning, caller. 
Good morning. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Is it the baking powder? No, that's a good guess, though. But nope, it wasn't the baking powder. Okay. All right. 9362626. What ingredient? Did I forget? Shaka Zulu was, was guessing the same thing. She said baking soda. Ooh, another caller. Good morning, caller. How you doing, honey chill? Good morning, Miss Sandy. Good I'm morning. Probably forgot a little bit of oil. Nope, it wasn't that. Good guess. <laughs> yeah, this, this particular recipe doesn't call for oil. You just use a little bit of butter. But uh, good morning, caller. What ingredient did I forget in the cake? Bacon powder. No, everybody's thinking bacon powder this morning. Nope, not that one. Nine three six two six two six. Wow, this is stumping you guys. Good morning, caller. Eggs. Sorry, which one? Eggs. Eggs. Nope. I had the eggs in there. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, honey chow. Uh, Marva says, Marva Reed says, when you're baking, you have to have a clear mind and putting lots of love into it. Yeah, the mind was not clear, hence why I was forgetting important things. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sandy. Happy Monday morning. To Happy you Monday. Yes. Um, if it's like me, I have had it happen to me a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me the eggs. No, not the eggs. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Um, good morning, caller. What ingredient did I forget? Um, what kind of cake you were making? I can't I be giving that, that away. Oh, I, I think you, you forgot flour. Yes! Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding, ding! <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> yes, girl, I forgot the flour. <laughs> what kind of, what, what kind of cake you were making without flour? <laughs> exactly, exactly. What on earth would it have been? Oh my gosh, listen to me. This, this is so ridiculous. Like I was sitting there stirring because I do the dry ingredients first, the wet ingredients, and then I mix everything together. And I was like, something is off. So was usually the first dry ingredient? <laughs> well, in this case, um, after the cornmeal, that's the second ingredient. And I just yeah. totally forgot to put in the flour. I had everything wow. mixed that, and I was like, well, oh that yeah. That been a rock. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had everything like ready to go, poured it in the bacon pan, putting it in the oven. I was like, something isn't, the consistency is off. And then, you know, the problem is if you add a dry ingredient, like in the last without mix, pre-mixing it, it doesn't quite come out. Yeah, it's no. hard to incorporate. Congratulations, Colin. You are the That's winner. <laughs> but you Thank know what? You. It still didn't come out too bad. I mean, people ate it, and and you know, although one guy was like, "What? What happened to the cake this this time? Like, it looks a little bit different." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were trying to eat that it was bad, but you didn't want you to lay them up. Well, he, he hadn't he hadn't tasted it yet, and I was like, "Oh God, don't ask." Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my dear. Right. Happy Thank Monday. You. Bye. So yes, I forgot the flour. A cup and a half of flour. And I forgot to put it in. Oh my gosh. I put in the cornmeal. So I put in the flour and all the other dry ingredients and, and wet ingredients. And then you put it together. Lord Jesus. And then I don't know, like, I feel like the flour wasn't really the right consistency. So I was thinking to myself, maybe I need to throw that flour out. But anywho, I was like, well, we're going to see what's going to happen. So I threw it in the oven, set the timer to automatically turn off because I had to run. Uh, to the symposium. 
So I did the brownies. The brownies came out good. Oh, the brownies are really good. Where's Jamila this morning? Jamila, did you enjoy the brownies? Give us a call and let us know. Uh, I remember I promised her last week um, that she would get some brownies this weekend. So let us know if they lived up to the hype. How were they? But yes, honey Chell, totally forgot the flour. Eh, I had the sh- I had the sugar. I got white sugar, brown sugar, um, eggs, baking soda. What else was in there? The um, vanilla extract. Everything else was like in the cake ingredient. So this is my my version of custard top without the custard top. But you know what I noticed happened is um, when I got home, it was a little bit darker on the top because normally I take it out before it gets too dark. But because I had to leave it in the oven, it would still cook, you know? And so it was still warm as well. And I cut it when it was warm. It kind of had the consistency more of a um, custard top, which I actually don't like the, the different. I like it like one consistency. I don't like custard top. I don't like the custard on the custard top. <laughs> so my modified recipe is just as good, but it does not have the different texture because that's what I don't like about the custard top. Uh, good morning, Dr. Ruthlin. She was thinking water. Well, the good news is the recipe doesn't call for any water. Good morning, caller. Morning, Miss Sandra. Hi, good morning. I just want to thank you for the brownies. Oh, nice. How were they? They were good. I nice. can have my baby piece now. <laughs> you can. What? What is your due date? <laughs> April the fifth. All right, all right. So the baby got some brownies. Very, very nice. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So this time I did. Um, normally I do the ones with the nuts, but some some people, even my daughter, like I don't want the nut one with the nuts. I'm like, what brownies with nuts is like life. So anyway, um, I did a batch without nuts and one with nuts. And uh, yeah, Shaka Zulu. Shaka Zulu's like, flour? What? I know. I know. What a hot mess. All right. Well, what can I say? <laughs> People still ate it. I have none left. So I, I think it wasn't too bad. Um, but yeah, I told Marlon, I said, listen, if it doesn't come out good, you know, you got brownies and regular cake to eat, chocolate cake. So listen, I got up, I did the brownies, did the cake, went to the symposium. I want to do a big shout out to the Alex Panton Foundation. Um, it was, it was really nice and I quite enjoyed myself. So I've got a couple interview clips that I want to share with you guys this morning, uh, from the symposium. So let me see if I can pull up. Um, some of these. So first of all, they launched a kid's helpline. Now, listen, this is um, amazing. I have been talking about the fact that we need a proper helpline for kids, adults, everybody, anybody who's in crises, you know what I mean? Um, That needs to talk. Now, if you're in real crises, you call 911. That's a protocol. You're feeling suicidal. Listen, just pick up the phone, call 911 and tell them and they will get you. They'll get you somebody. It's hard a lot of times for people to reach out. I've had people where I was like their lifeline and I don't really like to be people's lifelines. Like I think they're professionals. That's their job. That's what they are um, trained to do. They're the people that honestly you need to call. But 
you know, sometimes as a friend, as a mentor, this young man, I had been mentoring him and he was going through a really tough time. And so he called, um, I think he actually messaged me in WhatsApp and said that he was, um, you know, just not in a good headspace and he was feeling like he could just end it on. I was like, what? No, 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 no. That ain't happening today. So my philosophy is this. If you feel like you could just end it all right now, give yourself 15 more minutes. And then when those 15 minutes drop, give yourself 15 more minutes. And then when those 15 minutes drop, give yourself 15 more minutes. Listen, life is fluid and things change. Sometimes by the minute. Sometimes the minute isn't a literal minute. It's a season in life. And you're going to go through rough patches. You know, I think as parents and um, community activists, community leaders, it's our job to try to help our children become more resilient because it's not about, oh, life is going to be perfect. It's going to be a you know, whole bushel of roses and you're never going to have any problems. We all have problems and uh, we're all going to have issues throughout our lives uh, financial issues, family issues, mental health issues, you know, all sorts of stuff, right? People go through things. And so it's important to know that this too shall pass. And that, that's what, that is exactly what you have to hold on to, that this too shall pass. So don't make a decision in any moment of crises or despair that, um, you know, is going to change your entire life or end your life. Like, it, no, 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 you just hold on. Things will get better. Things will change. And I'm glad to say that that young man, he's now living overseas. He lives in the UK and he is doing great, um, contributing to his community both here and overseas. And, you know, I'm so glad that um, we were able to get him the help that he needed. But in that moment, he was just really having a hard time. And, um, know that there are professionals out there. I just, I've always said we need to make it easier for people to reach out to counselors, you know, should be a toll-free number and that you can talk to people. In the U.S., they have these source resources available where you can just pick up the phone and call someone um, and have a chat. And then, you know, there are times when they might have to elevate it and get you into an appointment to see someone um, in real time. But I am so happy that the Alex Panton Foundation has launched this kids helpline. Now it's not designed for if a kid is in, in like immediate crises, that's when you need to call 911, obviously. Um, but you know, if they just need somebody to talk to, to bounce something off of, if they need to find out about resources and stuff, this now is available. So let me show you, um, Emily was on the show. Emily Kelly was on the show on Friday, as you guys will recall. And so we had a moment to catch up with her. Um, at the symposium about the kids hotline. And this was um, top like secret. They did the reveal on Saturday afternoon. And um, so here she is talking a little bit about it. All right, folks. So we are here today on Saturday um, at the Alice Panton um, seventh annual symposium. And it's been a great event so far. And one of the things we're, we're going to show you guys this after the fact, but one of the things that's being unveiled today is this amazing kids helpline. So Emily is here to tell us a little bit about it. Hi, Emily. Yes. Hello. How are you? Good, good. Happy so this is fantastic, um, Emily. I think this has been like years in the making. 
thank you guys so much. So tell us a little bit about what the Kids Helpline is, yep. and then we can get a little sneak preview on how it's going to work. Absolutely. So the Kids Helpline project is kind of divided up into two parts. So the first part is what we've officially launched and is live today, which is our website and downloadable apps compatible with both Android and iOS devices. And this is going to be mental health educational topics covering seven different topics. So mm -hmm. we have kids and teens, and we also have topics for parents and educators, um, especially making sure that they understand how to recognize signs of mental health struggles in their young people and how to get them the proper support. And so we're really excited to be launching part one of the project. And part two of the project is gonna be the actual helpline. So it'll be a phone line and a text line. And that will be live and available on Thursday, March 7th. So okay. really looking forward to Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So can we get a little look at, this sure. is like what the web portal, like the website is going to look like? Yeah. So this is the homepage. Yes. Um, like I mentioned, we've got the four, four categories, kids, teens, parents, schools. Yeah. So for kids, the information is in bite size, making sure that they have a chance to process it well. We've got some art. Um, our illustrations by a local artist, Michelle Bryan, who did oh, wow. a beautiful job. Beautiful. Um, so for example, with worrying and anxiety, it breaks it down as much as possible for our yes. young people. Um, so what exactly is worrying, defining worrying, um, what can cause worry, and how does worrying differ from anxiety? So really giving our young people a chance to understand what they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. So to complement the content for kids and teens. I'll show you teens briefly. Mm -hmm. um, of course, the artwork is a little bit different, making sure that we're, we're meeting our target audience. Yes. Um, it's still in the same bite-sized format of broken down, um, coping with being bullied, taking care of yourself, mm -hmm. dealing with emotions, going through all that really helpful content. So for parents, if we go to Bullying for Parents, it offers details on how to recognize signs of bullying right from emotional signs to physical signs and it's in a more article format of course for the more mature audience yes um, and then identifies ways that they can seek help and so if they go through all of these steps and still feel okay my child needs more professional help then they can explore our resources tab that has a list of the mental health public service providers. Oh, wonderful. So we've, of course, got Alex's Place listed, HSA Mental Health Services. Um, K-Mind is an adult mental health helpline, okay. so that people know that's accessible as well. Yep. And then for further details of a more comprehensive resource list, they can go to the Foundation's resource page, and they'll see a full list of public and private service providers. So we're really excited to have this be a centralized hub of information for education, tools and tips, um, how to seek out support, what resources are available. Um, and that's all encompassed in the website and the app. Yeah, and then, fantastic. Yeah, the phone line and text line is gonna be confidential and anonymous, um, really encouraging our young people to access this knowing that it's a safe space where they can share um, and not be judged and um, be curious on how to seek out resources, how to get help, um, and how to how to confide in a safe adult. We have a lot of content on on how to do that as well. Right. So, yeah. Wonderful. And is the line going to be manned twenty four seven? No. Is that okay? We we would love to be in that space, yes. and that of course is the goal. Um, but as of now, our operational hours will be Thursdays through Sundays, 
3 p.m. to 9 p.m. Okay. So when we launch again, March 7th is when our phone line and text line will go go live. And at Thursdays through Sundays, 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. All right. So evening yeah. hours after kids get out of school. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. weekends, you know, yeah. some of them may be home and, and struggling a little bit more. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, congratulations. Thank this you. is really big news. I'm so happy that uh, this is being, again, the big reveal here happening this afternoon yeah. at the symposium. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Emily. Me. All right, folks. So thank you so much to Emily Kelly. She's one of the three full-time um, employees that work in the office there at the Alex Panton Foundation. But again, they're doing such amazing work. So Liesa says, um, uh, Lee says, well, well done, Alex Panton Foundation. The Kids Helpline is, is well needed. And uh, absolutely, like she said, the resources for parents and teens um, and stuff as well. So this is revealed. We'll get the full reveal segment of of the um presentation the afternoon segment so that's awesome we also had a moment to speak with um miss jane panton this is um obviously wayne panton's wife and she's the mother of alex panton who the foundation is named after and in his honor um you know obviously they lost their son uh, in a very tragic um situation and you know she Gay, she spoke during the morning segment. She talked about how, you know, um, there's there are things that they just didn't understand and they didn't pick up on. So they want to do everything in their power to ensure that families um, have the support that they need. Young people have the ability to get all of the assistance that they need when it comes to their mental health. They actually had a breakout segment with panelists, three young people. Uh, big shout out to Jaron. Young Jaron was on the panel um, talking about his struggles. His, you know, he's got some um, learning um, difficulties that he's dealing with, and how the ambassador program has really been instrumental in helping him come into his own and get the support that he needs. And also by having um, resources to get the support that he needs, he's also able to be supportive to other young people, his peers, <clears throat> my apologies, who are in that same space. So I think it's amazing. You know, peer counseling is something that a lot of times parents, we may not always get our young people. There can be a disconnect there. But I think that um, other young people oftentimes understand each other and they can offer support once they have adequate peer counseling training and stuff. They can actually offer support and know when they need to elevate something to um, an adult, you know, because there are times when they, it needs to be elevated. Uh, a young person isn't equipped. Uh, but if they recognize signs in their friends, they have friends who are talking about um, having certain thoughts, then they've got to they've got to give it to a professional. And I was just telling you guys about this young man that I was mentoring some years ago um, needing help. And when he reached out to me, of course, I called him, I spoke to him and I said, um, you know, give me, give me, give me 10 minutes. Just give me 10 minutes. Don't do anything. Just give me 10 minutes. And I was able to get him in to the hospital immediately because this was a critical case um, to get the help that he needs. So I, I called any and everybody that I could um, and it was just, you know, um, 
it's just what I had to do. So I, I put out the, the calls um, and thank God that a big shout out to Miss Lizette Yearwood at the HSA. She immediately um, acted and was able to get him into the hospital to see a mental health professional on an emergency basis. And um, yeah, so, so glad that he, you know, went through that patch and came out on the other side. And I think that's what uh, that's the hope that we have to give everyone who's going through a difficult time. So I also had an opportunity to speak to Miss Jane during the lunch break. Her presentation was very, very touching. Um, you know, it just, you can't imagine as a parent um, having anything tragic happen to your child. Um, and I think a lot of parents, you know, naturally would blame themselves. Like, how did I miss the signs? What could I have done differently? And she talked about the journey in her presentation of how the Alex Panton Foundation came about. You know, they it was years later after they'd lost their son, but they were in the same headspace um, of thinking, what can we do? Like, this can't just be it, right? We have to do something to help other people, to help young people in particular. And so out of that tragedy, the Alex Panton Foundation was born. And I think it's obviously an amazing resource. And the crowd, the turnout was good on Saturday. Um, you know, helping and giving a lot of young people uh, resources to be able to um, help themselves and help others as well. So here we are chatting with her. All right. So we're here with uh, Ms. Jean Panton, of course, one of the founders of this nonprofit organization, the um, Alex Panton Foundation. At the symposium this morning, we're into the afternoon session now, has been an absolutely amazing and wonderful event. Ms. Jean, you had an opportunity to speak and give a little bit of a history of how the foundation came about and how it started. Tell me how you're feeling today, given the amazing turnout that's here, all of the young people, you know, administrators from all walks of life that have showed up today. I think it's been an amazing event and we didn't get here. It, it's talking about um, it takes a village. Mm -hmm. I'm just so proud of where we've come today. Um, and again, I have to apologize for my voice. Um, <laughs> I'm coming down off of a cold, but um, I think it went really, really well. Mm -hmm. We're gone into overtime, but we went into overtime because those things needed to be said mm -hmm. and they needed to be heard especially the, the youth panel, mm -hmm. which was really amazing. Their voices needed to be heard. And I have a, a really wonderful team. Many of them have been with me since February 2018 mm -hmm. that have helped get us to this day. And there have been many, many, many moving parts to this, and mm -hmm. I can't mention them all, but I truly feel that it's been an amazing show so far and mm -hmm. we still have two more hours to go i believe yes and um yes yes yeah, so it's been it's been really really nice and there is a big reveal today which is going to be the kids um helpline which i think is so important uh, what are your thoughts on that uh extension of the program well um Kids Helpline is one of the programs that we had conceived of from early on. Mm -hmm. And because um, we knew that the crisis center had the crisis line mm -hmm. for women in crisis. Um, but there was everybody kept asking about um, 
you know, a suicide hotline, mm-hmm. or, which this this helpline is sort of like that, but we we need to let people know that we're not offering counseling. Mm-hmm. If you are in crisis, we're going to send you to the right place. Mm-hmm. This is for you know, helping you before you get into a crisis mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it'll provide a lot of information where you need to go because mm-hmm. it's a website, it's an app mm-hmm. and, you know, you can you can text for help and ask different questions. And But yes, it, mm-hmm. it really, I need to let emphasize that it's not a crisis line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to help you before you get into crisis. Yes. And... Um, because by that time you're in crisis, 911 needs mm-hmm. to be called. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm really excited about this. And the staff are, are three staff members. And it's a, a plethora of other people that have helped mm-hmm. to get us to this um, place, including Dr. Erica Lamb, who this has been her baby mm-hmm. for quite a few years now. And um, mm-hmm. with the help of our new our staff members, they've, they've really work really hard to just get this um, moving. And um, honestly, I'm so proud of them. Yes. And I'm proud of this moment and this day. And um, yeah, I just want to give a big shout out to my, like, the three staff members of the Alex Panton Foundation, yes. Michelle Powell, Emily Kelly, and Erin Kaufman, um, who have just been amazing in helping us with the growth that mm-hmm. we didn't expect. Over these six years, honestly, we did not expect the yes. growth that we've had and mm-hmm. the, the outreach that we've had mm-hmm. so far. Um, and um, so, you know, everything is just kind of working in mm-hmm. the, I don't know, correct order yeah falling into place yeah it's wonderful and so yes yes, and thank you too for being here and reporting on this very important event absolutely well miss jean um you know i saw when they had the youth um segment where it was like a breakout segment and they got to you know answer questions and share what their experiences were I saw you really keenly paying attention to them and a lot of young people tune into CMR and I'm sure they're listening to this. What message would you have for young people who are struggling? Um, you know, what words of encouragement would you share for them specifically? I would say that we offer several different programs mm-hmm. um, to encourage the youth and, and, and as you heard, the Youth Ambassador Program has helped has helped them, mm-hmm. you know, feel a belonging, a sense of belonging, um, where they can express themselves and and provide a forum as to where they can speak up about their issues. Mm-hmm. So I would tell them to, you know, reach out to the Alex Panton Foundation and uh, get involved mm-hmm. in the Youth Ambassador Program. Mm-hmm. So, um, and there are various other support programs that we have as well. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Miss Jean. We don't want to take too much of your time or your voice from you. Um, but again, thank you very, very much. And this foundation just continues to grow from strength to strength. And your family must just be so proud of what it has become. 
yes, we're we're very proud and thank you very much again. Okay, thank Have you. Have a good day. All right, folks. Um, again, you know, you can imagine the courage uh, that it takes the entire family really um, to speak. Uh, Mr. Wayne Panton was there. Um, you know, he doesn't like to be in front of the camera with these things at all. Um, you know, you guys know how dads are. Um, they're I guess, trying to be strong for everybody else. So, um, Ms. Jean, uh, Wayne, and uh, their son, Cody, thank you guys so much for really just, um, you know, continuing the legacy and um, honor of your, of your son's, um, you know, short but impactful life. Um, it's just one of those things, like I said, you can never really imagine having to go through. So it's just, um, you don't even know what to say, really. Um, it, it's so weird because I remember, I remember the day in a way because I actually was living in Newlands at the time. And I remember, um, I was actually driving on the bypass when the ambulance passed me and I was like, Oh gosh, I wonder what's going on. This is before CMR obviously existed, but I was like, Oh, I wonder what's going on. Something's going on. And then when it passed me back going the other way, I just had like a bit of an ominous feeling about, mm, I don't like the fact that, you know, just didn't like the, the feeling that I got from how the siren was kind of moving, but it's, um, yeah, it's an unfortunate, an unfortunate situation for sure. But talk about taking something and turning it into a positive, right? So, yeah. Um, I also want to say that um, the Minister of Health and Wellness was there. Now, they were one of the sponsors for the event. So their continued commitment to mental health. Uh, awareness and programs was definitely highlighted by this. Uh, Ms. Heather Bodden was also there. There was a lot of people there, actually. I think the turnout was quite good. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed that there weren't other members of the um, political arm there, right? All of the ministers, in my opinion, who were on island should have been there. Now, I know that Minister... Uh, tourism and port is traveling, so he could not have been there. But I would have loved to have seen um, the Minister of Education, the Honorable Juliana O'Connor Conley. I think that she should have been there in both capacities as Premier of this country, as well as um, as Minister of Education. Because, you know, let's just be honest here, education and, and having facilities and programs available in our school is so incredibly important. A lot of children, that's their safe space is at school. You know, homes are not necessarily safe for some of our children, uh, which is so incredibly sad. But we have to acknowledge that this is the case. And um, I just expected to see more MPs there. And I was a little bit disappointed, to be quite frank, that they were not. Even if they just come for a couple hours in the morning, you know, I couldn't stay all day, but you make an effort to show up. Um, so Miss Heather Bodden was there as well. Big shout out to Miss Heather. In fact, I think I got a little picture of her here with um, the helpline. Let me see if I can find this. Hold on one second. Um, I grabbed a little photo 
of her. Um, during one of the breaks. So thanks to everyone who made this event possible. We do have an interview now with the Minister of Health and Wellness as well. So um, here is one second. Let me see here now. Mm, let me see. So this is this is young Jaren uh, with Miss um, Cayman Islands. And then we had th- these three young people here were part of the, the youth panel. So, you know, they had like a panel discussion led by Dr. Sherry Smith. And they were talking about um, different things and answering different questions. And then they actually had it opened up to the public where the public could actually ask questions and stuff as well. So um, that was quite nice. So thank you to these young people um, for doing that. And it takes a lot of courage. You know, I, I know that young Jaron was a little bit nervous about how he would have done. He's not really used to public speaking. This young man says that one day he wants to be premier of the Cayman Islands. And I want to encourage him and let him know that there are more important things than being premier of the Cayman Islands. I know that's his dream right now, but trust me, you will find a way um, to uh, be instrumental in your community. And it may not necessarily have anything to do with politics, or anything to do with um, being the premier. You know, there's just so many amazing things, really, that um, you are capable of, and you just need to stay focused and do the groundwork. Nothing nothing happens overnight. So it's very, very important for people to know that the groundwork, the foundation, is laid by yourself doing the things that you know that you need to do. So, but I love that he's dreaming big, um, but he'll, he'll find, he'll find exactly where he needs to be. So a uh, big shout out to them. They, they were very, very well-spoken. They're part of the youth ambassador program. Um, here's a picture of, um, a few people at the booth with the helpline. So Ms. Heather is in this photo. You'll see, um, some other members of the Alex Panton foundation, Aaron, um, there as well. And, um, yeah, so I think that this helpline is amazing. It's a positive step. Now, here's a, a – I didn't know anything about this, Girl Force. This is um, the 100 Women in Finance, I think is what this group is called. And they have a mentoring program called Girl Force, 100 Women in Finance, uh, then support young ladies. Um, I don't know what the age is. Like, I want to find out more about this, but – I didn't know anything about this. And I thought, wow, if I don't know anything about this mentorship program, maybe you guys don't know anything about it either. So I think this is fantastic. I'm going to try to learn more about it. Apparently they award scholarships and they, they pair up um, professional mentors, professionals, like, you know, I guess professionals. Yeah. With young ladies and help them uh, through this whole mentoring process. Um, It's just amazing. Really, really, really um, amazing. And so I'm going to look into this a bit more, but they had a booth there. And then here we have um, this beautiful young lady, Miss Rebecca from Health City. She was so happy to see me. (laughs) Big shout out to the team over there. She was manning their booth as well. Um, 
So yeah, so that was very, very, uh, very, very nice. And let me see, I have a picture of Jaren and I, oh gosh, where did I put that one now? Um, of just the two of us as well. So I'm going to post that one up a little bit later on. All right. So it would have been nice to have seen more MPs there. You know, the mental health facility, we're still waiting on that. Quite frankly, I don't think that enough of them are committed to the cause when it comes to the furtherance of um, mental health in this country and just being an advocate. And, and listen, you don't have to be at the forefront of it. Sometimes you just show up to show your support. And um, none, none of them, no other minister did I see there. Now, if I miss somebody, by all means, let me know. But I, the only minister I saw was Minister Turner and her ministry, you know, one of the sponsors, the major sponsors um, of the event. So um, I, I, don't, I don't know that I can be any more disappointed in some of these guys, <laughs> you know, kind of sounds bad, but it's true. Um. But yeah, they, they show their, their lack of commitment to us every single day. So Madam Juliana O'Connor Connolly, disappointed. But as I just said, that would be nothing new. All right, let's uh, have a look at Ms. Turner. She um, spoke at the event as well. All right, so we had a minute to catch up with Minister Sabrina Turner here at the um, Alice Panton Symposium. Uh, Minister, I you know heard you speak earlier today and your commitment to supporting this organization and other organizations that really offer support in the community um, for mental health, mental health awareness. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts about what you've seen so far today. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. This symposium continues to grow. It definitely is bearing fruit of its purpose and its mission and collectively is so fitting of this year's themes of building those bridges and connecting shows our commitment not only as a government but understanding and embracing and putting forward this mental health that we are actually experiencing home making sure it's a 360 approach and through our youth giving them the platform giving them that voice and I want to thank the board of directors, divisions, mm -hmm. uh, visionaries of, of the Alex Panton Foundation for definitely going full force. And you're seeing what that's yield today. I can see this yeah. growing big. I, I can see it continue to grow. Absolutely. And they're doing a big reveal today. Yes. Um, I don't want to say what it no. is yet. We've got it. We've got a <laughs> clip that will go live yes. um, tomorrow. So everybody will know what the big reveal is. Right. But um, you know what the big reveal is. What are your thoughts on it without saying what it is? <laughs> exciting yes and it proves like what was displayed in, in the discussion today that we are listening yeah just that it may not actually happen in the timing to which you post stuff on your social yeah. media pages when you're dealing with issues like this that is national you do have due process a little longer than we expect mm -hmm. but it proves that reveal proves that you are being heard absolutely and of course everyone is always asking so we might as well ask for them when are we going to have the mental health facility come online? What's the latest update that you can share with us? The latest update, as I alluded to in my presentation, is that um, we're still waiting on the actual project to be handed over. Right. At this very time, I wish I could give you an exact date. Okay. We are still waiting for final inspections to be passed in order yeah. for certificate of occupancy 
and the actual facility to be handed over to the ministry. Mm -hmm. It's only once that has happened that we are able to yes. give a more definitive date as to when the facility will open. We'll actually open. But the director is on board. We definitely have a training program uh, that's, mm -hmm. that is that is being uh, created and offered to Caymanians mm -hmm. who want to take up a career in mental health mm -hmm. and you'll be licensed here and be able to work at the facility. And I'm mm -hmm. happy for the, the work so far that's happening re with since the director has been here and since the director has been on staff mm -hmm. she has visited that home in jamaica where our caymanians are currently being housed oh, wow that's historic so yes. it shows them that they're not forgotten and we are going to be true to our word and under my leadership under this administration we're going to bring our caymanians home wonderful all right minister thank you so much thank appreciate you. it thank you all right, well, um, she talks about the commitment of this administration. Well, um, thanks to her, thanks anyway to her ministry. We can see their commitment to it. Um, I don't know about anybody else. Someone just made the comment and said, um, now why would Juliana come out with Ms. Jean talking about the LGBT youth? You want Juju to explode or what? <laughs> what a hot mess. Mm-mm-mm. Anywho, um, sad. Uh, Pat says, thanks for the support, Minister Turner. Where are the others? That was the exact same question, Ms. Pat, that I had as well. Jackie, I see that you had the same, same question that we just asked her on your mind. What's the status of the mental health facility? Um, soon come, apparently. Uh, unfortunately, they... Um, you're still waiting on the handover from the contractors and that team. Public Works, I believe, is spearheading that, Jackie. So we'll continue to wait. Good morning to Louise Magdalene. Good morning, uh, Magdalene. Good morning. She says Marie Martin is doing a lot of ground, lot of work on the ground with young folks. I would like to suggest that you get her to appear and interview her. She is on the ground talking with students and the community. We actually have. Uh, you'll be pleased to know. The opening ceremony from, for those of you who weren't able to make that last week, we do have that this morning here that we'll be sharing with you guys um, a little bit later on in the program. So, yes, ma'am. Listen, CMRT might be small, honey child, but we are mighty. We out here doing our ting. Um, so I'll cue that up a little bit later on. I believe that we have the whole... Ceremony, pretty much. Let me just have a little sneak peek here now. Let me see. Um, it is an hour and 31 minutes and 55 seconds. So an hour and 30. That means I'm going to stop at 9 o'clock so that you guys can watch that this morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, good morning, Miss Louisa. How are you? Uh, somebody, I saw somebody had a birthday earlier. Um, was that you, Ms. Pat, who had a birthday? Yes, Ms. Pat, happy birthday, 65 years young today. Uh, Ms. Shaka Zulu says, Auntie Sandy, please emphasize the importance of our people showing up, no matter what their role is in society, just show up when possible. Showing up is part and parcel of who you are. Yeah, you got to show up. <laughs> I mean, that's the first step. It's like having a job. You can't be good at your job if you don't even bother to show up. So you've got to show up, honey chill. And, you know, I believe in showing up. There are times that you don't even want to show up. You show up anyway. 
So on Friday, um, we had a segment uh, with the DART organization. Um, not really the DART organization, but they actually have um, this thing called the DART Center for Trauma in Journalism. Is that what it's called? DART Center for Trauma and Journalism. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. I, I've to <clears throat> My apologies. I've told you guys about this before. You can actually go check it out, um, dartcenter.org. And so um, they had a segment about, um, you know, just how local journalists can handle when they have to deal with trauma in the community, whether someone has been killed or hurt or accidents or whatever. And uh, it was an opportunity to talk about these things. And, you know, we live in a small community. So a lot of times, you know, people, you know, people of people who are connected um, oh, that's my cousin that was just killed or, you know, sexual violence. A lot of times, um, you know who the victims are and how they're connected to the community. So reporting on trauma is something that we all have to do. And so it's um, it's very, very interesting. So they put together this little two-hour chat on this and we were invited. And to your point, Ms. Pat, um, I showed up. Now, listen, I could I could have found a million excuses on Friday. We have guests in town. I was busy. I had stuff to do on Saturday. I could have found a million excuses not to show up. But I said, you know what? Let me not find the excuse not to be there. Let me make a point of ensuring that I'm there. And so I showed up. Um, I apparently was the only one outside of the DART organization who showed up. And I was a little bit surprised by that. But no other media house in the Cayman Islands came to this. There was 11 people there. And 10 out of the 11 people um, of the participants, they had two moderators who have traveled from overseas. Uh, one guy, Mr. Shapiro. I don't know where he lives exactly. I don't know if he's in New York or where he lives. But, uh, you know, they were, they were the ones who put it on. And um, so 11 guest participants. And 10 out of the 11 worked for the DART organization, meaning nine out of 10 worked for the Compass and another young lady worked for DART um, doing in-house uh, PR. And so I was the only non-DART person there, but you know what? I showed up. There really is something to be said for just showing up. Nothing earth shattering. I mean, I didn't, you know, walk away. felt like, oh my God, I had an aha moment, but you show up, you listen, Maybe you learn something um, and it is what it is. So it still reminds me though of how top heavy the DART organization is. My gosh, they have so many staff members. Um, they actually had one young lady recently that they hired. She was at the governor's the other day. She's from BVI and they recently brought her on board. I think she sounds American though. She sounds either American or Canadian. Um. Not a native of the BVI, but apparently she must have been living there, I guess. So it's interesting, to say the least. Uh, they have a lot of staff and they have the luxury of, you know, having one person dedicated for sports and having one person dedicated to lifestyle. And I'm like, oh, that must be so nice. So anywho, um, it is what it is. Uh, no other media was there. Um, we have other media houses, obviously. We've got Loop. We've got Caymanian Times. We have Radio Cayman. We have... Um, Wendy Ledger over at CNS. And, uh, you know, some people said to me it was a complete waste of time. They they didn't have time to listen to what they thought would be propaganda. Sometimes you just have to show up. Believe me, you. 
you know, we complain when uh, we're not invited to stuff. And then when we do get invited and we don't show up, I think that also sends a very, very powerful message. So I'm showing up, honey, Jill. Thank you, Mushaka Zulu. So there you go, showing up even when the perceived benefits are not there. You know, not, not every event is going to be earth shattering, um, but you just show up. So let me just say this real quick. Um, on Friday, we were talking about John, John, Dwayne Seymour. And I think it was Rough Seas. I don't know if Rough Seas is here this morning. But Rough Seas was um, saying something, posting something in the comment section about, oh, it's, it's obvious you just don't like John, John. Let me, I wanted to set the record straight on this because I think this is an important overflow from Friday's conversation. Listen to me, people. I am not the type of person, if I don't like you, that you're going to think I like you. <laughs> Listen, we're we, we going to make it painstakingly clear where you stand, right? Uh, and it just is what it is. I'm a, I try to be an extremely honest person. Um, I was watching something yesterday, this former FBI agent, and she said, everybody lies. You know, in her years as an FBI agent, she learned that everybody lies. And I thought to myself, well, that's interesting. I suppose at some point in our lives, we've all lied. And depending on what's at stake, you know, the bigger the lie, <laughs> the bigger you probably have at stake. I don't really know. But I try to be very, very like authentic and honest, especially in this space. Yes, Leanna, my, if my facial expressions alone can't hide really what I'm thinking. You know, I'm one of those people. You're like, oh, God, Sandy doing the eye roll or whatever. Um, it's so funny because somebody one day said to me, oh, my friends tell me every time I call in, you're rolling your eyes. And I said, well, I probably am. It's not necessarily directed at you. I could still be processing or doing something else that has me eye rolling. That's why sometimes I, when people call in, I will now take and put this up on the screen so that you can just see them and not be focused on my face. Because <laughs> some of y'all be like, ooh, Sandy. I love to put on the full, the, the big screen because when I see your face, I'd be like, mm-hmm, here we go, honey, chill. And I'm like, yeah. So listen, let, let, me, let me break it down. Rough seas, I hope you're listening this morning. And anybody else, if there was any doubts in your mind about whether I like John John or not, allow me to clarify the point for you. I do not like him. <laughs> Nobody should find that earth shattering. But I think where the difference is, is that maybe somebody like Rough Seas think I don't like him for a personal reason. And so this is where I want to clarify. I don't know John John like that. I really don't, right? I've never sat down and break bread with the man. I didn't grow up with him. I didn't go to school with him. I don't know how, how old John John is. The reasons why I don't like him is because his actions have embodied someone who's not a good person, okay? Someone who doesn't pay his staff. Someone who, and that's theft as far as I'm concerned. When you're taking pension money from people, spending it in your company, living your best life, you're driving around in your nice car and living your best life and you have your pension and health insurance covered and you're not doing that for your employees. That is the very definition. And I'll tell you what, a magistrate, Magistrate Hernandez, before she was chief magistrate, said it in court. She's like, let's just call this what this is. When you take people's pension money and you don't pay it into pension fund as prescribed by the law, that is theft. 
And I'm like, yes, honey child, please inform them. Right? I have no clue how he is in charge of border control. In charge of border control, look at the conflict of interest and also has a contract protecting our borders at the airport through his company. That should never be the case. The perception of that alone, the UK needs to come and sort that situation out. Then they split up heritage and culture just to give him culture because he has his hands in the event space as an event promoter. All these conflicts of interest um, for MPs should never exist. So there's a lot of things that this man has done. Nothing against him on a personal level, because like I said, I don't know the man like that. But the things that he has done, the aggression that he's shown to other media houses while sitting in a press conference, right? Calling people stupid um, as minister of health, speaking all these friggin' languages, but yet he was confused between a PCR test and CPR. You know, if you have time to learn how to say good morning and hello in five, six, seven different languages, you better know what a PCR test is when you're minister of health. He's done a dismal job at doing his job. Those are the reasons, folks, why I ain't got no time for John John. And so if you were confused in your head that I liked him, let me clarify it for you now. I don't like him as a minister and as an MP for this country. Okay? Donkey stories that had me so confused that to this day, I still can't figure out what these donkey stories are all about. I'm so confused. Taking up for his wife who was breaching COVID with some personal trainer that had her legs up in the air, you know, bending her over. Mm -hmm. Not answering the proper question about whether or not your wife actually breached um, the, COVID, the COVID rules that the rest of us are expected to follow. Uh-huh. So rough seas... It's, it's, it is no earth-shattering revelation that I ain't got no time for this man. Remember what he said about the moon? Y'all remember that comment about the moon and how relegating women into being sexual beings that are dictated, our sexual drive is dictated by the moon. Like you can just grab a woman and have your way with her because there's a full moon out. This is the foolishness that this man says in the House of Parliament. He says to the people of the Cayman Islands, I have set the bar so low that anything I do is going to make y'all clap for me like I'm the circus clown. So yes, I don't like him. Duh. His latest stunt, again, just reminded me of why I don't like him. So somebody did a um, one of these video memes over the weekend and uh, this young man does them all the time, in fact, for us. And we posted it. I thought it was funny, actually. Uh, we posted it. And so I saw someone, some Miller, I don't, I can't, I'd have to look up her name, talking about, um, oh, she believes that I must have a crush on John John. I said, but geez, on peace. Sa Sasha Miller. I don't know who Sasha is, but can somebody please um, give her the help of Jesus? So her, her, the, she thinks the reason why we shared this meme, and we do share them all the time when this young man makes them. Like I said, I kind of think they're funny for the most part. Some of them I can't share, 
because they might have too much profanity and whatever. So there's some that we passed up on normally for that reason. But Sasha has jumped to the conclusion. She says, Sandra has a crush on Dwayne Seymour. I believe she in love very much, but can't get him. Lord have mercy. Lord Jesus, please take the whole wheel to planet Earth. Let me just put it this way. I don't do ugly. Not any day of the week. Now, uh, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. And like I said, in my eyes, I don't, I don't do ugly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that I find attractive about John John. Not his physical appearance, not his mental capacity, not his stupid jokes and confusing jokes, not his personality that I've seen, the limits, you know, I've seen very little of it, but what I have seen, I'm not impressed. Like I said, his character, the things that he has done, beating up his ex-wife's girlfriend, lying to the, the hotel, trying to find out where the wife was, saying that, oh, he was in the hospital. Who does that? You're separated from somebody and you still have children with them. You know, you might not be with them anymore, but if something happens to you, of course, they're going to care. Like, I don't, you know, you don't want your ex to just drop down dead. That's how he lured her and the boyfriend out of their hotel room. Oh, tell her I'm at the hospital. I just had an accident. What kind of person lies about something like that? He's not a good person. So I don't care how many parties he throws. I don't care how much money he gives you all to make you vote for him. I do not like him and I don't see that changing anytime soon. He's not qualified for the job. He can't write his own speeches. I used to hear that apparently Mark Scotland used to write his speeches for him. That's why when he get up, he can't pronounce the words. Right? He he does a, a reading of a speech for um, Juliana O'Connor Conley because she bypasses her own deputy premier and makes him read it. He still don't know the words because he doesn't put in the work. The dude is lazy on top of all of it as well. So Sasha... I know in your head it might make sense that somebody wants John John. I don't even think his own wife wants him, if I had to be honest. That's why I'm about to tell me the kind of open relationship that they have. But that, that ain't my business. I'm not going to dissect too deep into that one. But no, honey child, I don't want him. I really don't. I'm a happily married woman. And my husband tickles my fancy in more ways than one. Especially my brain. That's important to have my brain tickled. Mm-hmm. So you can keep John John, honey child. I'm not, some, someone said, and don't forget the Gapril joke that he made in Parliament, very poor taste. Yes, and as a supporter of the LGBTQ plus community, I didn't find his joke funny or entertaining at all. He, he, he is a narcissist. He is, you know, prejudiced towards uh, that group and others. So y'all can keep him talking about somebody want him and no, not me. I, my bar not set low. <laughs> Honey, chill. Somebody said that she must not have seen Marlon. Who the hell wants John? John, Lord Jesus, trust and believe. That would be like 50 million steps down in the wrong direction. <sighs> no, sir. I tell you. Anywho, um, I just wanted to address that and put that that idea to bed. If any of you, <laughs> anybody else had an idea that I, I was interested in John John or whatever, I just wanted to at least clarify the point. 
please. Somebody said that she needs to go sit her, you know what, down. One minute she's a Christian and next minute she's cigarette smoking. Who the hell Sasha is anyway? <laughs> this person said one minute she's a Christian and the next minute, hold on, she's she's um, cigarette in her mouth. She used to use crack and probably got funds from John John to maintain it. It's people like him that crackheads love. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Somebody said Aunt Lottie would, would give you uh, one of those hallelujah moments. I know she always taught me, honey, Chad, don't set the bar low. You set it high and you push yourself to attain it. Lazy people want to set the bar low. I'm not, I'm not attracted to lazy people. He can set it low for you all and y'all can go out there and vote him and support him, but it wouldn't be me. If he was the only person running in Bordentown, which he's not in my area, but if he was, I would not go out and vote. And I believe in going out and voting. Like I said, show up. But if it was just him running and nobody else, I would not give him a vote under any circumstances. That would be the day that I ain't showing up to the polls. I'd probably try and sneak into some other constituency. Mm-mm. Ay, ay, ay. What a mess. Um, let me see here now. Um, well, Alejandro said with every single one of them, not just one of them, all of them are the same. They are ministers alike. Uh, you say this, Alejandro. Now you say it's not that you don't like him. That's actually not what I said. But anyway, Alejandro, you got to pay attention. But you don't like him. Uh, that sounds like you not admit to admit. What? Okay, Alejandro, I need you to focus. Sometimes I know it's a little bit of a challenge, but I need you to focus. What I said this morning is I do not like him. And I gave the reasons why. What I said was my dislike of him has nothing to do with me knowing him on a personal level because I don't know him on a personal level. Okay? I've never been in a relationship with John John. I'm not interested in a relationship with John John. I've not been friends with him. Or it's not like me and his friend have a beef. And so therefore I have a beef with him. It's not personal. That's what I said. I made it very, very clear this morning. Anybody else not clear on what I said this morning? I said I don't like him. There was no... Alejandro, what the... F really? This is when I, I got really wonder... What, what, what going on with you? Are you paying attention? I'm making it crystal clear here this morning for yourself and Russies and anybody else that might be confused that I don't like the man. And it's because of a long list of egregious actions on his part. A lot of them actions um, in his capacity as MP. Okay. All these things that I'm talking about, he was a minister and a representative of the people. Uh, Anthony says that Sasha is a Baden town junkie. Oh, I have no clue who she is, honey chill. But um, maybe she wants John John. That's why she thinks other people want him. I, mean, I don't know. But he not no prize for me, honey chill. No, 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 no. Like you said, my Aunt Lottie. Oh, honey chill. She'd be rolling and spinning in her grave. Mm -mm. Uh, Dakota says John John didn't say that he set the bar low. Um, he said that the bar is set so low, I guess, me and the government, the people set it low. No, that's not um, what I got from it at all. But you know what? We can, um, I don't think that uh, Kevin is here right now. He's He's gone to his other job. Um, but we can get that video for you and we can certainly play it. Because 
he was talking about himself setting the bar low, nobody else. You need to listen to the speech and the context in which it was actually said. Um, I'll have to, um, I'll find it for you. I don't think I have it here right now. Uh, we did clip it though, because I, I thought it was super interesting. But go and listen to the whole thing. He was talking about his contributions and what he's done and that he sets the bar low so that every time he does something, it shocks and surprises people. And so he thinks that's a great accomplishment. What a hot mess. Live says, that's a problem I have with some of us Caymanians. They want to like and be liked. That's why most of us can't speak out um, or speak against issues. And this, this is, thank you, Live, because this is really, really important. When you seek validation from other people, um, you know, that's a problem. I I'm comfortable in my own skin. I don't need people to like me. Now, if you do like me, woo, honey child, thank you. Bless you. Bless you. But if you don't like me, oh, honey child, bless you same way. You know, I might bless you in a different way if you decide to come for me. But you don't have to like me. Whether you like me or not, ain't got no bearing on whether or not my bills are going to get paid. <laughs> I can't take a bowl of likes to, to CUC and be like, oh, look, yeah, a new person today said that they like me. Can I pay this uh, bill with likes? They're going to be like, huh? Can I pay this bill because people want to accept me? No, it doesn't matter. But unfortunately for a lot of MPs, that's what it comes down to. That's why they pander to you all, right? And they pander to you, unfortunately, with lies. They can't be honest. You know, some of them aren't good people, but at least if they would come to the table and just show us who they are, instead of trying to pretend, I mean... Mm -mm. I can't take the lies and I can't take the pretense. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not here for that. I, I ain't got a time for it. Life is too short. Trust me. The older you get, the more you realize that life is too short. Um, Alejandro says, at least he's not pushing things out of our morals down our throat. Oh yes. Because this is the man who cheats on wives who beats up people, and all of that apparently fits into your morals. As long as it has nothing to do with the LGBT community, everything else is fair games when it comes to the morality game, right? Remember, he was walking out of, of the bar with the Spanish girl on his birthday just a couple years ago. Yeah, we had the footage of that. We posted that up. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm searching in my brain for some sort of um, redeeming quality about this man, and I'm finding it very, very difficult to find any. Philandering, cheating, uh, you know, I don't, I don't even know what kind of father he is, but I have not found any redeeming qualities about him yet. In fact, his ex-wife, you know, um, in the divorce proceedings had a lot to say about him. And one of the things that was famously quoted that was in her petition in Kimon Court, that even in their personal relationship, this man is a monster. And she provided examples of what she meant by that, which I won't share here. But again, no redeeming qualities, like seriously. So what is there to like is what I would like to know. So I don't know. Shakazula says do a kaboom. Who the cat fit? Hey, Hunter. Wear it, honey shell. Wear it. 
Because like I said, I'm not looking for validation from nobody. Certainly not the likes of people like that. What a hot mess. Good morning, Miss Pat again. Says, please don't continue to let people just because we like them. <laughs> Apparently, we don't even like them and they still get elected. But anyhow, um, yes, I mean, no qualifications. What has this man done to improve the quality of your life since he has been in office? That's what you need to ask yourself. Not you personally, but the people of the Cayman Islands. Nothing. He does not even show up to work. Uh-uh. The epitome of everything I despise. Lazy. Lack of common sense. Oh, cheats and lies and oh my God. Circus clownery. Oh, my brain can't even take it, honey chill. Big shout out to Taste of K-Man. Coming right up, folks. Make sure you mark your calendars for this one. 13th of April at Festival Green Kamana Bay. Get ready to experience the culinary capital of the Caribbean to support local restaurants, to celebrate Cayman heritage, to feel the rhythm and dance the night away with family and friends. Get ready to taste. Get your tickets online now. Visit tasteofcayman.org. All right, folks, so the key here is to get your tickets early. You know, they always have the early bird special, honey chill. Make sure you go and get your tickets early um, to this amazing event. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Morning, Sandy. Good morning, honey chill. How are you doing? Uh, between bad and good, sweetheart. Oh, Lord, what happened? Um, You never get back to me about the thing that I call you about, about the place to stay and stuff. Oh my gosh. I wish I had a place that I could put you right now. I sent out some feelers, but I haven't gotten anything back in. So while I have you on the line, let, let me just put out a public plea. Um, tell us what, how much rooms you need. Tell, tell the people now they're listening to the program, what you're looking for. It's just, it's just one room I need with kitchen and bathroom and everything included. Mm-hmm. All right, and you are an NAU client, so they'd have to accept NAU. Pardon me? That you are an NAU client, so you'd have to accept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the pro that's the problem now, Sandy. Nobody wants to take NAU. Oh my gosh. All right, we'll put the plea out there again. Um, single lady looking for room, bathroom, and access to the kitchen. You might have to share the kitchen though, I think. But um, and what what is your budget? Between seven to eight. Okay. All right, my darling. Thank you. Nine fifty. That's that's the highest they go. Up to nine fifty. Okay. Yeah, that's the highest they go. All right, my dear. Thank you so much. All right, Sandy. Have a good day, sweetheart. You too. All right, dear. So, if you can help that lady, please um, reach out, and I can give you her information. Um, I just want to remind people that the young man who does these videos, he said to please clarify this. I think this is a fair point. He's not employed by CMR. He just does these for his own social media and for fun, I guess. Um, and he says he does them in all sorts of people. He loves to do memes. And he says, because the last one he did, some people were all up in their feelings about it. Listen, I don't tell him what to do. He doesn't do them for me. Um, he's keeps in tune with what's happening in the community. And then he does them as he sees fit. Um, so 
Yeah. Mm-mm. So anywho, um, that's what she wrote, honey chow. Liana says, any use a disappointment. Like who can be living off of $75 a week on food? Ooh, honey, you better be on a good little diet. That's all I can tell you. All right. So listen, um, last week, they had the renaming of the school. Georgetown Primary is now the um, Marie Martin um, School. And so we had some representation out there for this event. I wanted to ensure that you, the people, a lot of you went to the event. Thank you if you were able to attend. Um, <laughs> Strong Wilt says, hey, Sandy, John. John is so lazy. He even walked lazy. Lord, his get up and his get up and go has get up and gone. Uh, my aunt used to say that. You, you get up and go, get up and gone. Uh, anywho. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a hot mess. Ay, 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 I tell you. Uh, Live says Caymanians must learn to separate friends, keep that circle small and friendly acquaintances, be assertive, stop inviting certain people into their mental bedroom. Um, while we say mental bedroom live, you might as well include the physical bedroom too. Because y'all, some of y'all need to uh, not invite certain people there either. Um, but yes, I mean, listen. It is what it is, right? Anywho, um, we uh, had some, we had our videographer there covering these events for us. Now, listen, let me tell you how this works because I know some of y'all be wondering. Um, I don't know if CIG TV was there or if they recorded it. I can't keep up with them, honey gel. I'd have to go on YouTube and see. Um, the, the problem is most people just don't watch what they put out. I got to be honest with you. I think... Um, you know, most just not business with CIG TV, but I try to show up whenever I can and make it either available to have live for you guys um, or otherwise. And so let me see now. I don't know if they rec if they did this event or not, but we wanted to make sure that this was available to you. So I'm just having a quick look at their thing. I don't see it on their website yet. So maybe they didn't do it. I'm not really sure. Um, but in any event, we've got the whole thing here for you. Now, I have to pay a videographer to go and record this stuff and to put it together for me. This is at my expense, but I'm happy to do so in order to keep you, the people, informed. Right? It's important. I think there are times you cannot attend these events, but I still want you all to know what is happening in our very small community, especially when it's positive things like the opening of the um, extension. We did that full coverage of that, the Jay Bodden um, extension there. And, you know, since that has opened up, honey child, I've been using that extension and I can tell you it comes in so handy if I want to get to West Bay Road real quick and bypass all that industrial park traffic and, and Harkville and the um, Esterly Tibbet traffic. Oh, yes, it's coming in very, very handy. All right, so I um, like to encourage a lot of positivity in the community. And so this was one of those events. I'm going to go ahead and queue it up for you. It's about an hour and a half. Uh, please sit back, grab your second cup of coffee, and continue to um, enjoy today's segment. And we'll be back tomorrow morning, starting off, kicking it off with um, Rundown Medical Tuesday. And then we'll have some other interesting. You don't want to miss tomorrow's show because I got a little nugget for you guys. But in the meantime, I wanted to share this event with all of you, please.
everyone. The pleasure is mine to extend welcome to everyone this afternoon. The Premier and Minister of Finance, Education, District Administration and Finance, and Cabinet Office, Honorable Juliano O'Connor Connolly. The Minister of Tourism and Sports, Port, Ports, Honorable Kenneth Bryan. The Minister for Border Control and Labor and Culture, Honorable Dwayne Seymour. Deputy Speaker, elected Member of Parliament and Parliamentary Secretary for Tourism and Social Development, Ms. Heather Bodden. Leader of the Opposition, Honorable Roy McTaggart, JP. Elected Member of Parliament, Ms. Barbara Connolly, JP. Elected Member of Parliament, Mr. Bernie Bush. Chief Officer for the Ministry of Education, Acting, Ms. Lynette Monteith. Deputy Chief Officer for the Ministry of Education, Acting, Mr. Jerome McCoy. Deputy Chief Officer for the Ministry of Education, Acting, Mr. Adrian Jones. HR Director for the Ministry of Education, Acting, Ms. Simone Lynch. Chief Financial Officer Acting, Ms. Jane Mirage. Director for the Department of Education Services, Mr. Mark, Mr. Mark Ray. Senior School Improvement Officers, Mr. Nicholas Obey, Dr. Richard Wildman. Head of Business Services, Ms. Jenny Rivers. Representatives from Davenport, elected members of the PTA Executive, all members representing service clubs and associations, partner groups, members of the academic staff, Georgetown Primary School, members, PTA members, parents, families, friends, well-wishers, and all other stakeholders. Good afternoon. What is in a name? It's a famous line used by Shakespeare in, his, in, his, in one of his plays, Romeo and Juliet. So I ask you today, what is in a name and why are we here? Today will mark a significant day in the Cayman Islands specific to Georgetown Primary School. Georgetown is a landmark in this beautiful country that was founded upon the seas. The name Georgetown Primary School represents the great men and women who have given much to the growth and development of this beautiful country. Georgetown is the home to many beautiful places and historical sites within the Cayman Islands the National Museum, Stepwell, Fort George, Seamen's Memorial, 
and the church, the library, Hero Square, the post office, the town hall, and of course, the Georgetown Primary School. So the name Georgetown Primary School within the town represents something significant. Today will forever be etched in history. It will be remembered not only as February 13th or the day before Valentine's Day, but as the day that the school was renamed. Georgetown, you will agree with me, is the hub, the capital, the central point. So, for a country to rename an institution within the town, it has to be something of great significance. Do you agree with me? So, what is in the name? What is in the name that we are here to celebrate this afternoon? The name represents a legend. And usually you read about legends only in a book. But this afternoon we have one here in living colors. We talk about what is in a name. We talk about what is in a name. What is in a name. We talk about a warrior for education. An advocate for student welfare. A stalwart for ambition. Often she will say, you need to have ambition. An activist for respect, responsibility, and readiness. A radical for change. A militant for parent involvement. Each of us will read about today in the history books and will tell our children and great-grandchildren that we were a part of this beautiful experience. We will celebrate this great woman, one who represents every child and the hope of this great nation, one who shows that every child and every individual within this country can make a difference, a woman who came and saw and conquered and is still conquering. This day in history will represent a symbol of change, new development, new mission, and vision and success for the school. What is in a name? A name has power and authority. It is on this note that we welcome you for being a part of history and for sharing this incredible experience with our school and by extension, our country. Welcome. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today with hearts filled with gratitude and reverence. We gather here to celebrate and honor the legacy of our past principal as we rename this school in her honor. We ask for your presence to be with us as we embark on this new chapter. We pray for the students who will walk through these gates that they may be inspired by the dedication and leadership of their past principal. May they strive for excellence, kindness, and compassion in all that they do. 
We pray for the teachers and staff who will guide and shape the minds of future generations within these walls. Grant them wisdom, patience, and strength as they impart knowledge and mentor our students. Pray for our government, the Department of Education, families and community members who support and nurture the growth of our students. May they find unity and encouragement as we come together in this celebration. Finally, we give thanks for the life and impact of our past principal. May her selfless contribution and commitment continue to inspire us to be the best versions of ourselves and to make a positive difference in the lives of others. In your holy name, we pray. Amen. Please permit, please permit me to add to the welcome the Minister for Youth, Sports and Heritage, Honorable Isaac Rankin, also the Minister for Health and Wellness and Home Affairs, Honorable Sabrina Turner. Welcome. Good evening, everyone. Please stand for the singing of the National Song.
everyone let's welcome our Minister of Tourism and Transport the Honorable Kenneth Bryan who will make his remarks This is on instructions. I was supposed to make sure that it's there and settled before I get started, but I'm going to have to hold it up. And, and forgive me, Madam, I'm former member, Miss Lucille. I think we're both going to have to go through that struggle. Just a few housekeepings before I give my remarks. I want to say that I want to recognize my former MP, Miss Lucille Seymour, and the former Speaker of the House. I know I saw her. Um, where is she? There she is, Miss Mary Lawrence. Um, we're going to fix that protocol matter a little later on. But before I get started, I want to take this opportunity to just, if there's any students who were taught during the time of Miss Martin, can you just please stand up for me, please, if you're here? for education have left a mark, an indelible mark 
and countless of lives, from students to parents to teachers to even ministers in government that have overseen this school's administration over the years. And as we stand here today, we not only honor her exceptional service as a former principal, but also her broader contributions to the field of education. You see, since joining the school in 1983, Miss Marie Martin has been a beacon of inspiration for every child she came in contact with. Throughout her tenure, she has been more than just an educator. She had been a mentor, a role model, a source of unwavering support for every child who has had the privilege of calling this school their own. Now when I think back about my time at Georgetown Primary in the early 80s, I still have fond memories of Miss Marie Martin. Matter of fact, I'm going to share a little story. I had to do this one this morning. For the students who are here, anybody remember the AC unit? After running around at lunchtime and you're sweating and you couldn't go out to class with your back wet, if you remember, put your hand up. Just let me see if anybody remembers that. Okay, I got one, two, three. Okay, so what used to happen is we'd run around and I was a I was a crazy kid, and I would sweat a lot, like most other children. And the only way we could get the back patch that was wet, gone, is you used to stand by the AC unit for about 30 seconds to a minute, and it was kind of like blow dry your clothes. You remember Miss Martin? And she would come around the corner, because the AC unit used to be a long, long stretch here, and she would come around the corner, and she says, because we're late for class, and she says, Mr. Brian, I didn't know we started teaching class outside. <laughs> Get to class. <laughs> and it's memories like that that I will never forget. She was easily one of my favorite teachers because she was patient and understanding with the right amount of discipline. She understood to be a good teacher. You not only had to teach our correct behavior, but also had to show love. And trust me, she loved every single one of her students the same, as if to say every single one was her favorite. I truly remember how much trouble I used to give her. And she still loved me all the same. Her way of getting me to behave was to show me how much she did love me. And it helped me to be good because I didn't want to disappoint her. Because for me, she became a parent and a source of love. Under her guidance, countless of other students have not only excelled academically, but also grown up to be doctors, lawyers, business owners, tradesmen and women, athletes, artists, singers, and yes, even some of them became politicians. And I'm sure that I speak for all of us here in saying how much we appreciate the confidence and the knowledge that she has instilled in us, as well as the values of integrity, perseverance, and empathy 
that continues to serve us well in our personal and professional lives today. Renaming this school in the honor of Miss Marie Martin is fitting. It is truly a fitting tribute to her enduring legacy that she created. It is a testament to her dedication, her perseverance, and her unwavering belief in the power of education to transform lives and uplift communities. I know that if I had asked every single George Turner, who do you think the school should be named after, I'm certain that 100% of them would say Miss Marie Martin. Because you can't think about Georgetown Primary without thinking about her. Her name is synonymous with this school. But even so, getting her to agree was a challenge. Because the humble person that she is, she doesn't like the spotlight. She's truly an angel and just does it because it needs to be done. And that's why it's so momentous today that she accepted. I'm glad that the wishes of the community had prevailed on your heart, Ms. Martin. As we gather here today to unveil this new institution, with the new name of this institution, we are proudly honoring the exemplary legacy of our beloved former principal. A legacy that not only encompasses the profound impact that she has had on all who pass through the halls of this school, but one that is also serves as a source of inspiration for future generation of educators and learners. Notwithstanding the 40 years of outstanding service Ms. Martin has given to the children and the people of the Cayman Islands, she continues in her retirement, and I don't know how she does it. I, I, I've got to share this one, sorry. I took it up a little bit more time. But I had to clean up the other day, and I sent it out on social media. Anybody who wants to show up to come and help us clean up. And um, when we got there, we're like, everybody there at quarter to seven. By the time I got there with my committee, she was already there with nine bikes full of garbage, her and some other kids. And I was like, this part is showing me up. Let me see if I can collect some garbage quickly. This is how committed she is, even in her retirement. Ensuring to keep kids on track, not only in education, but, so, um, but ensuring and supporting their ambitions in any way that she can. And please allow me to take this opportunity before I forget, because this is not about governments. The opposition is also in support of the renaming of this school after Ms. Martin. And everybody from the opposition would like to congratulate you, Ms. Martin, for your support. <laughs> Ms. Martin, as your former student, I offer you my heartfelt gratitude and deepest respect. May this school forever stand as a testament to your extraordinary contributions to education, in the Cayman Islands. Thank you for all that you have done for us and continue to do for the Caymanian children. May God bless and keep you forever. Thank you.
Cecile Seymour to the stage to make her remarks. Thank you very much. I am here for reminding us of what's in the name. My esteemed student, Harry Martin, ladies and gentlemen, including the Honorable Tamara and her lovely entourage that have put this together. This is very touching. The age I am, um, most times you are six feet deep, surrounded by cement and heavy casket, so you can't hear what anybody has to say about you. But today is the day. But I declare an interest in this. I declare an interest because I was her teacher. I declare an interest because I was her education officer. I declare an interest because I'm her friend. I declare an interest because I'm a mentor. I declare an interest because she's just like me. My dear friend, when you get the age that I am and you look back on the people that you have taught and you see them ascending and ascending and ascending and ascending until the whole world is named after them, you say to yourself, I have done well. But that is exactly how my teachers were too. So when I became a teacher, I decided that I was going to make a difference. Because teachers not only save lives, they make life. And that is true. A doctor saves your life, you might die. Another teacher, whatever a principal or a teacher impact on you. It stays with you for the rest of your life. And today it's an honor for me. Someone from the education ministry, know how much I like to talk, said to me, you must be brief. So I went home and I decided to write 10 pages. And then I decided to put it in Gramali to see whether it be three minutes or not. 
So I cut it down to 30 pages. And this is what I said. Today is significant as we officially change Georgetown Primary School's name to the Sharon Marie Martin Primary School. This change is a tribute to a remarkable woman whose life exemplified the core values of our school community. Sharon Marie Martin was known for her compassion, care, selflessness, exceptional memory, and unwavering dedication to enriching the lives of those around her. Today, as we gather, we reflect on Marie's profound impact on our community and school. Marie was a true philanthropist, actively participating, participating events that promoted unity and altruism, leaving a lasting mark of peace and rationality in her minds. Renaming the school in her honor is a fitting acknowledgement of her tireless efforts to enhance education in the Cayman Islands. The Sharon Marie Martin Primary School is a permanent testament to her invaluable contribution, shaping the future of education and community welfare for generations. Her legacy will guide students, educators, and citizens alike, inspiring them to embody the same spirit of selflessness and commitment to uplifting others. As we commemorate this historic day, let us recall Marie's enduring legacy and the positive changes she brought to the school and its surroundings. It's an honor to share my thoughts at the official renaming ceremony, celebrating the legacy of my former student, Sharon Marie Martin, and her profound influence on the school and community. During her tenure as principal, Marie fostered a sense of community within the school, emphasizing inclusivity and belonging. Her relentless efforts to engage various stakeholders, including former students, educators, policymakers, and community members in supporting the school's initiatives, showcased her unparalleled dedication and leadership. Her involvement in community events, especially in promoting sports and the arts, underscore her deep commitment to enhancing the community's well-being. In conclusion, this remaining ceremony symbolizes pride for the community, ensuring that Marie's legacy inspires future generations. The Sharon Marie Martin Primary School will stand as a reminder of our indelible mark on education and community welfare, resonating for years to come. I am deeply honored to be part of this event and to pay tribute to the memory of my esteemed student, Miss Sharon Marie Martin, 
who embodied the easels of her beloved school.
Miss Sharon Marie Martin, one of Cayman Islands educational stalwarts. The acronym I read to a T describes Miss Marie Martin. M for being a mother to many. A for being a high achiever. R for being a role model. I for having an interesting personality. E for being an educator extraordinaire. M for being a missionary, missionary for student welfare. A for always going the extra mile. R for being a remarkable principal. T for being a transformer. I for being involved in the lives of her children. And N for being a natural leader. The renowned Joe Batten once stated, in the absence of vision, there can be no clear and consistent focus. In the absence of a dream, there can be no reward or of hope. In the absence of a philosophy, there is no real meaning to work and life. It is upon this premise that Sharon Marie Martin, dedicated educator, gave generously, faithfully, sacrificially, and unreservedly 39 glorious years of her life. Time, expertise, energy, and financial resources to make an indelible mark in the lives of thousands of individuals, a difference in the quality of life in her community and her country, the Cayman Islands. Sharon Marie Martin, affectionately known as Marie Martin, hails from Cayman Rock. She was determined to bloom where the soil seemed more prolific, so she relocated to Grand Cayman, where she spent the better part of her life and career. From a young age, Marie Martin had a passion for working with people, showing care and consideration. Such passion propelled her into the teaching profession. Upon her graduation from Erdingston Teachers College in Barbados in 1978, she was employed in the capacity of a primary school teacher at the Spot Bay Primary School in Cayman Rack. During her tenure at this institution, she was highly recognized for her passion and dedication to the teaching profession. Faith would have it that in 1983, she was transferred to Georgetown Primary School in Grand Cayman. Full of life and commitment to her role as an educator, she was noted for her high level of teaching skills and her drive in ensuring that every child received a proper education. She was known for a sharp memory which enabled her to know the names of all her students and their parents. She was a staunch advocate for students' attendance and would personally seek out those who were absent for extended periods of time. For such involvement in the lives of her children, she was echoed as a distinguished principal. Marie Martin's dedication to the education, educational advancement of her students has earned her the love and admiration of many past and present students. She values the many pictures taken over the years which serve as a memory of her commitment to each child. In an effort to transform the lives of students, 
enabling them to become productive citizens with a purpose, and while being a full-time classroom teacher, she took the bold step and gained an additional qualification, which enabled her to become a literacy specialist teacher. In order to further sharpen her skills in 1995, she graduated from the University of Newcastle upon Tyne in England with a master's degree in education. Such academic achievement speaks volumes to her belief in lifelong learning and an ongoing professional development. During her tenure as a leader, she participated in numerous training sessions and seminars, which further enhanced her capacity to teach and lead. She was a strong and powerful leader, not an easy pushover. Mary Martin dedicated her life, her entire life and energy to education, specifically Georgetown Primary School. Her whole life was centered on the school and her children. Her devotion to service enabled her to develop and support a myriad of programs which sought to benefit the students holistically. She was noted for her commitment to family counseling, social assistance, students' health and welfare services. The name Mary Martin quickly became a household name in the Cayman Islands. She is widely known and has taught or impacted the life of at least one child in almost every household in Georgetown. Her outstanding record of attendance and punctuality is remarkable in that she has never taken a sick day in her entire 39 years of service. Mary Martin was also admired for her passion in the arts. It was this niche that led her to seek sponsorship in collaboration with the PTA, teachers, parents, students, community donors, and the Ministry of Education to create a performing arts center at Georgetown Primary School. She was able to see this dream become a reality before her retirement. Well done, Ms. Martin. She is fondly remembered for supporting and transporting children to the many weekdays and weekend activities. Her unwavering commitment has led to the school receiving numerous medals in the National Children's Festival of the Arts, sporting events, spelling bees, and essay competitions. Such performances have made the staff, parents, and students extremely proud over the years. Mary Martin can be truly be dubbed a hero, and rightly so. After the impact of Ivan, the school faced several challenges, which included massive structural damage. As a leader, she was not daunted by the circumstances around her. With resilience, cheer, and vision, she was able to mobilize her team at different locations and continue on the path of success. Principal Mary Martin was also highlighted for working with a group of prisoners side by side in the heat to unload a full container of supplies in preparation for the start of a school year. Such was, and still is, the tenacity and power of this woman. Explaining her dedication to a reporter, she commented, I found my purpose in life, therefore the passion followed. 
which always makes a big difference in someone's career. While having no biological children, Mary Martin has been a mother figure to all the children who know her as well as the wider community. One of her encouraging sayings to the children, come on now, walk like you're going somewhere. <laughs> Joshua Primary will remember her for her unique walk, her love for cheese and carrot cake. She will be remembered at the school entrance where she greeted her children and inquired how they were, were doing and what were their plans for the day. A child could never pass her without a proper greeting. Miss Martin was highly respected among the staff and students at the Georgetown Primary School. She always found the time to commend and highlight her staff on their performance, whether as a group or individually. The teachers could always look forward to spot prizes, especially the cash ones. Teachers who worked late were often treated to dinner from one of the local restaurants as a token of the appreciation of the effort she saw. She is loved by many for being open, honest, and frank. She was highly respected by the Ministry of Education, which has taken keen note of her drive and passion for education. Such admiration extends at all levels and departments. Marie Martin was never one to blow her own trumpet. In fact, she was always being quite humble in her approach and responses to the work she continued to do. However, her commitment to nation building has not gone unnoticed. She has been the recipient of several prestigious and coveted awards, all of which she accepted with humility. She has gained the Queen's Certificate and Badge of Honor, the Chamber of Commerce's first Golden Apple, the Distinguished Woman Award with the Ministry responsible for Gender Affairs, the Business and Professional Women's Club's Woman of the Year recognition, the Cayman Islands Certificate and Badge of Honor, as well as awards from various sporting clubs. None of these awards speaks volume like the joy she experiences when one of her children does well. She is known to follow them all the way to university and beyond. That was and still remains her greatest gift. She is an ardent believer in hard work and a good role model for excellence, leadership, dedication, and determination. In 2017, Ms. Marie Martin declared her final decision to retire due to health-related issues. While retiring as a principal, she made it unequivocally clear that this is not the end. She will continue to work in another capacity with other children, seeking to guide them on the right path to making better life choices, especially as these relate to education. Her contribution to nation building is priceless. May her work and worth remain indelible in the hearts of the many lives she has molded and influenced over the years. Georgetown Primary School will definitely miss her, but we will treasure the memories she shared with us her legacy will live for generations to come. Georgetown Primary School is indebted to her for the years she has given to this nation. The Cayman Islands is a better place because of her unselfish, unwavering, and committed service. We thank you for giving to the Lord, Ms. Martin.
Thank you, and please be seated. There is a saying in life that one may not remember what someone said or what someone did, but you will always remember how someone made you feel. This truly is an occasion, and I thank you all. The people that I see that have taken the time out to be here this afternoon speaks volumes. Thank you all. Everyone would have been warmly welcomed, quite ably, by everyone. But let me just acknowledge the presence of my fellow Rotarians. Welcome, parents, ministers, everybody here this afternoon. To say that I am humbled and honored is the understatement of the century. Somewhere along the way, I had an inkling through the years that I was somewhat special. But what I see here today, what I'm hearing, I was not prepared for, I'll tell you. Thank you all. To the Premier, the Honorable Juliana O'Connor Connolly, and her cabinet, I extend a wholehearted thank you for bestowing such an honor upon me. To all who have been a part of my journey, and there are far too many to name, but I wish to genuinely thank you all. However, there are some that I simply must highlight. Miss Marjorie Ebanks came to the Kemenbrack High School in 1972, and I was a student there. And there was something special about her. There were three of us, Mona Ramjeet and Ellen Sue Tibbetts, who is in attendance today. We followed her around, and she even had us named her little disciples. <laughs> when she drove in in the morning, we would rush to greet her to see who would get the care of her by. <laughs> she had such a profound impact upon our lives that needless to say, the three of us all went into the teaching career. And the two of them, up until today, they're still teaching. And at 14 years old, when Ms. Ebanks said to me, Marie, you are college material. That did it for me. I thank you. My other role model and mentor is Miss Lucille Seymour. Having worked at uh, Weston Primary, she saw the potential in me. She saw that I could go much further, that the Weston Primary School was far too small for me, so I needed to spread my wings, grow and develop into potential that she knew was there. Miss Lucille Seymour was the chief, uh, was the education officer at the time. 
So she transferred me to the Georgetown Primary, allowing me to blossom. And the rest is history. My other mentor was Andrea Bryan, who is unavoidably absent. But she, saw, she too saw the potential in me when she was the chief education officer and saw that I was able to move from a regular classroom teacher without being a deputy and move straight into the principal's role. And I thank her for that. And up until this point, I trust I haven't disappointed my role models. Along the way, there were many supportive businesses that supported the work of the school, but some were truly outstanding. The late Bigger Rankin from Paramount Group, he bought Georgetown Primary School the very first school bus to take our children where they had to go. Also, Mr. Woody from the Fosters Group, over and over so many times I have approached that man about a donation, and not once did he say, sorry, we can't do it. And he sent his apologies, unfortunately it's midterm, and he left the island yesterday, so sorry. He's on a family, uh, vacation. Last but by no means least, Paul Pearson and Ken Thompson from Davenport. This lovely performing arts center is due wholeheartedly to their efforts and their commitment. Paul and Ken. And let me just say, that I honestly don't think they received the recognition they should have when this place was open, unless I didn't get the memo. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. But anyway, once again, we thank you all for supporting <laughs> I would have to single out our supportive PTA presidents over the years, there have been many presidents and members who embraced the school and contributed greatly, some of whom are here this afternoon. Zemra Thompson, Chastine Rankin, Carla Bodden, Lizette Howell, Charmaine Robinson, Maglin Robinson, Shayana Stewart, and Clinton Ebanks. must thank our supportive colleagues because this definitely, this accomplishment, how well Georgetown Primer has done over the years, it was not a one-man show. It was a team of teachers and workers that put in great work and effort to make this the success it was. Outstanding. Outstanding in their contributions were Ms. Laylor, Ms. Law, Ms. Hardware, Mr. Parker, from way back when, and in more recent years, because remember I started in 1983, in more recent years, we have Ms. Swaby, 
Ms. Ha uh, Ms. Chow, Ms. Trista, Ms. Chanel, a uh, few more. Miss Fair, how could I forget? Oh, you see, when you start calling names, you get in trouble. All of them. All of them. Miss Anderson. Woo. And of course, my deputy principal, who I call to the stage, Miss Dorothy Wilson. Principal and principal. Imagine both Caymanians and from the Bronx. From the Bronx. As mentioned earlier, during my 39 years, I never took a sick day. I I never knew what it felt like to wake up in the morning and said, I don't want to go to school. I mean, how does that feel? And I've often remarked to teachers, if that should happen to you on any morning, please do yourself a favor and stay home. Don't do the students an injustice by coming when you didn't want. I had opportunities to advance my career through promotions to the department and to the ministry. These, of course, would have brought more lucrative income opportunities and prestige, but I chose to stay with my children. People have said over on a number of occasions to me, Ms. Martin, why don't you get a life? <laughs> well, my answer to them is always the same. I've got so many, I can give you one or two. <laughs> I did what was necessary and did it from the heart. It was never about reward, financial or otherwise. Every student that entered my life was treated as an individual and we endeavored to ensure that the individual needs were met. And I am so touched here this afternoon to see students from my class of 1986, Melody Mullins and one of the Erskines, Carla. I can't remember. Thank you all for being here. Over the years, there were many memories forged and I always said I should record, have recorded some of these, keep a collection. However, I never did, but a few remain in my memory. The first one being, when Mr. Benson Ebanks was the then Minister of Education, he came into my room one, uh, to visit, walking around, touring schools. He came in and this little boy, six years old, sitting lowly in his seat, looked up and said, are you a giant? <laughs> and another one. This little boy, it's always the boys. 
in my class. He was a handful, as most boys are, mischievous. And by some standards, some people would even say he was bad. But he was a lovable child, quite likable. So I met with the mom to share with her an update on his progress, telling her what a likable little boy he is. And she looked at me and said, yes, Miss Martin, he only needs someone to love him. <laughs> okay. Okay, and this American family relocated to the Cayman Islands because the father was enrolled at St. Matthew's University and their daughter attended here. So one day at lunchtime, we're sitting on the bench, my famous bench, and we're talking. So the little girl says to me, Miss Martin, do you have any little girls? And I said, no. Do you have any little boys? I said, no. And she looked quite puzzled. Not even a grandchild? <laughs> Out of the mouths of babes. And my very last one. This was in um, 2017, the year that I retired, it was in the month of April, very historic, I've got to remember that. Walking in the back of the hall to the year one class, and this little five-year-old is walking towards me. And when he reaches me, he looks up and says, Miss Martin, why are you walking like a penguin? <laughs> The penguin conversation was the final deciding factor in taking my retirement. This, this was in April, and thank God my mortgage had been paid off in February. So I put pen to paper, and that letter got written that very same week to, to Miss Monteith saying that I'm ready now to retire. <laughs> and now that I have retired almost seven years, I had someone insult me just recently and said, someone that doesn't know me very well, said, Miss Martin, what do you find to do with yourself these days? <laughs> that one hit hard. And I really wanted to say, but I controlled myself. I really wanted to say to him, well, if you don't know, you don't need to know. But I controlled it. And I said, sir, I'll invite you to join me on any typical day to see what I do, to see firsthand the work that I am doing. And needless to say, he did not take me up on that <laughs> Okay? On an even lighter note, I must mention that this occasion has caused some damage, unfortunately. I received four texts from some parents. The first one read, reads, Ms. Martin, I hear you're sick. 
is it really true? Okay. The next one said, Ms. Martin, I hear you are dying. And the other one said, Ms. Martin, I hear you don't have much time left. And I thought to myself, woohoo, some serious business here. Anyway, just in case anyone in this audience it may have crossed their mind that Ms. Martin isn't doing well, well, thank God this is the best I've ever done. And I can tell you that God hasn't finished with me yet. I'm still doing his work. So he isn't going to call me yet. Anyway, the last one then was a phone call. Ms. Martin, you name Sharon? And Ms. Martin, if they're going to name the school, it's only you I could think that it would be Marie Martin. So, cabinet ministers, please. I think it needs a little tweaking. Okay? Yeah. Okay? This reminds me of the Johnny Cash song, A Boy Named Sue. A school named Sharon? I think so. the serious side of things. I thank my supportive family and friends, colleagues, the people of Georgetown for adopting me. The parents, the students of Georgetown Primary School for allowing me to have such a fulfilling career. It would be unforgivable of me not to mention my godly mother of blessed memory. who instilled the values in me that allowed me to grow into the person that I am. I thank God for not only strategically directing my steps, but for orchestrating everything, everything in my life. Thank you and God bless. were mentioned, please be seated. <laughs> now, I consulted with Toastmasters online and they said a speech of this nature should only last five minutes. So, I trust no one will leave here regretting having attended. So, I'm going to share one last one. And that's with Mr. Isaac. Now, nobody mentioned about the cultural side of Georgetown Primary School. We focused heavily on culture, and so much so until this day for uh, an item at the Harkwell that the students performed. 
Mr. Is Honorable Isaac Rankin still calls me the bus man. And that's because our student in 1987 performed the bus man. Thank you. I would also like to acknowledge the presence of Mr. Strand Borden, Chief Officer. I see him on the outside looking in, so, so could someone please invite him in. He too is from, along with Lee Dakers and someone else, I think, was from my class in Kim and Brack in 1982. Thank you.
Good afternoon. In case you wanted to find out what I just told Marie was that I'm starting to walk like a penguin now. <laughs> putting that aside, protocol have already been duly established, so I won't go through that literally of acknowledgments just to say welcome and thank you for helping to make this a very most accelerating time for Marie. She's a very humble person, um, but I'm sure that your presence here truly, truly have touched her tremendously. As I sat there and I wondered what else could be said about Marie. You know, it's been articulated, it's been elucidated, it's been said most generally and from the heart. And the best part about it is, is that she's here with us to hear it. It's not an obituary. <laughs> and as I sat there, I thought the number three, and I, I took a while. You probably saw some um, perplexing looks in my face if you look at the um, video when you get home or even when you were looking, I'm like, three. Marie and I haven't had enough conversation. We've had conversations, obviously, many over the years, but nothing about the number three, and I got to thinking. And then I remembered that I had read in my preparation for my prepared speech that she was born on the 27th of March, and it quickly occurred to me that I born, was born on the 30th of March, three days after you, Marie. <laughs> And then I started to think a little bit deeper. And she was born in 1958. And I was born in 1961. I see some of you shaking your head. You pass math, I take it. <laughs> That's some three years. 
after Marie was born. And then as she came to the stage and started speaking, I was quickly reminded that she had the privilege and the opportunity to teach our beloved children. And as teachers who have a calling, we don't call them students, we call them children. And she taught at three of our government primary schools, Spot Bay, Weston, and then finally at Georgetown Primary School. And as she continued to talk, I'm sure she might have had more mentors, but she chose to mention three of them, Miss Ebanks, Miss Lucille, and my cousin, Andrew. And I thought, this is getting a little bit awkward. <laughs> because when the thought Marie came three by mine, I can tell you none of this was there. And I kept thinking a little bit more. And then she said that she had been teaching, I believe if I was listening correctly, 31 years with Miss Dorothy. So they are three featured again. And when you read her bio, she was principal here for 23 years. So Marina tree is tagging you. And I wondered about the family tree. I didn't know Maria was going to talk about Miss Garris, but I sat there and I thought, how could I get up and talk about Miss Marie without remembering Miss Garris? Because um, we both were in her Sunday school class at the, what is known as the um, Baptist Church, the Creek Baptist Church for many, many years where Miss Lauren took me to wholeness, Marie. And if you did not know Miss Garris, looking at her prodigy right there with Miss Marie. Pious, humble, caring, compassionate, generous, family-centered, not afraid to speak her mind, could be humorous when she wanted, loud sharing the knowledge that she had, knowing that this world is not our home, we're just a passing through, and if there's anything that we can do, or any legacy that we can enjoy or bestow upon others as the positive beneficiaries and recipients, is to share that knowledge. And certainly, Ms. Garris did that, not just in word and deed, but also in the exemplary life that she lived. And I think that, Marie, that she would be so very proud of you this afternoon. And Although Marie didn't say, having grown up right there in Martin Place and shared many things, we went to school, and then I saw where you graduated, I believe, memory serves me right, back in 76, from Kimmon Rock High School, and I left there in 79, three years after that. So there's some connectivity, and not the T-R-E, but the T-H-R-E-E Marie between us. And I wonder what made Marie so different, that tree just was so um, conspicuous as you try to remember her and try to just share with you who the real woman is. And then it, I remembered, Honorable Minister, that her sister, I know you as Ebellium, even though a lot of people call you Lorna, she had um, written and orally communicated to me several years back that she thought it was high time that her sister Marie, that this school should be named after her. And I approached, I agreed with her just as I did with Kenneth when he came to me just a couple of weeks ago. I agreed, because who else should this school be named after except this wonderful cousin, friend, Kevin Marcus, and fellow educator. 
And I happened to see Marie walking along the way. If I remember, I was close to the JV. And I asked her, and she said, no, she didn't think so. And that's the humility that comes from Marie. And even when uh, my colleague, Honorable Minister of Tourism, approached her, I'm reliably informed that on the first approach, almost I came on airways in November last week, <laughs> it had to be aborted. She said no, she did not want it. But being Kenneth, the persistent colleague that he is, he went again. And he used some persuasive, sentimental language, I'm told, and reminded her that he was, he was a product of Georgetown Primary School. And which teacher wouldn't respond to that? When one of the children that you have to transform to become the success that he is today made that approach. So once didn't work, two times didn't work, but three times the love came. And as we were planning um, when to do this, it's a busy week. Um, agriculture and so many other things going on. But we thought that we were going to squeeze it in the day before Valentine's because we could have done it tomorrow, but you know agriculture is perhaps one of our biggest events in Cayman, and Marie should not have to share the stage with anyone else. And so today is your day, Marie. And we, we are extremely, extremely honored, not only as a water placer, a woman educator myself, a Cayman racker, but a Christian, because as I try to bring this threesome to some conclusion, I realized that the tree that made the most significant and transformative change in Marie's life was the introduction of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in the Trinity. And that has what, what I believe has attributed more than anything else to the person you find in Marie, the person as a sibling, as a friend, as a disciplinarian, as a leader in her own right, but yet a very humble person. Truly, Marie has displayed at all material times that she is a servant leader. Now, the one thing that we, I also have in common with Marie is that I love Anne Martin music. She probably loved it a little bit better than me because of the family connection. But not only did I'm also realizing, Marie, and I'm becoming even more cognizant of that penguin walk when I look at videos after um, functions, but I started to pull out and dust off. I'm packing up my bags and I'm going back to the back again. And so, Marie, I know you have a great love for Georgetown. I know that you have many, many lives that you've changed and many, many um, functions more to go with Rotary as you continue to um, help your community. But I would make this plea today, a very selfish plea. Take some time to come back to the back a little bit more because your role model is greatly needed and your assistance from your experience that you've gained here on our little rock called Cameron Rack and Watch and Place. And it will be a different tree, perhaps a T-R-E-E. -E. But find some time to get a hammock and put between two. God bless you.
Acting Chief Officer, Minister of Education, Lynette, Mrs. Lynette Monteith, will now move the vote of thanks. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm here to do the vote of thanks, but I must tell you, as I stand here and look there, you should see yourselves. It is really an honor for me to deliver the vote of thanks on this auspicious occasion. So on behalf of the Ministry of Education, I warmly thank everyone who was instrumental in making today's ceremony a resounding success. Firstly, I must express my profound gratitude to the Honorable Kenneth Bryan for championing the idea of honoring Miss Sharon Marie Martin's rich legacy in this manner. Furthermore, I sincerely appreciate the relentless efforts of the Premier, the Honorable Julian O'Connor Connolly, in driving this process forward. Additionally, I thank both the Premier and the Minister for their congratulatory remarks this afternoon, which reflect their unwavering commitment to this vital cause. I would also like to thank Ms. Martin for graciously accepting the symbol of our appreciation for your contribution to education here in the Cayman Islands. Thank you also to Mrs. Sharon Campbell Danvers, principal of the newly named Sharon Marie Martin Primary School, and Anna Tweekin and her staff for their significant contribution towards the planning of this event. Thank you to Ms. Lucille Seymour for her encouragement and congratulations to Ms. Martin on this momentous occasion. Thank you to the Department of Education Services, especially Facilities Manager Mr. Alan Robinson and his team for providing technical support to my team at the Ministry of Education. And I must single out our able communications manager, Stacey Anderson, for organizing this event. Additionally, <laughs> additionally, I would like to thank Ms. Casey Swaby for her introduction of our esteemed guest of honor and music teacher, Mr. Ronil Reed, for leading the singing of the national song. And I'm sure that you will join me in thanking all the amazing students who participated in this event. <laughs> MCs, Thierry Simpson and Tian Bush for so ably and impressively leading the afternoon's proceedings. Harik Evans and Tiana Wright for invoking God's presence and the members of the school's choir for making the event even more memorable with your beautiful renditions of Concaint Got No Bone and Muncie Boat. <laughs> Thanks to all of you, our esteemed guests, for gracing us with your presence this afternoon. Your presence has served to make this occasion even more meaningful. Thank you all again, and I look forward to your continued support 
as we honor even more fellow Caymanians for their outstanding service to our nation. May God bless you.